All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in for Tattoo Collecting 101, episode 128, right here on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network, the community for tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and all those curious about the world of tattooing. We encourage everyone to join these live stream and real world events as we aim to educate and inspire one another to create better art, tattoos, and to leave the community a better place than how we found it. We stream out most days of the week, so be sure to check out the full schedule of events going on at reinventingthetattoo.com. You can also find these shows on our Roku channel, as well as all your favorite podcast platforms. So just search for Reinventing the Tattoo and you'll find us there. And real quick, just want to say thank you to the sponsors that make this possible. So thank you to World Tattoo Events, the largest, most comprehensive resource of tattoos and tattoo events going on in the world right now. Tattoo Now, technology for tattooers. They're the leading edge in professional development management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels, and our affiliates at the Fireside Tattoo Network and the Apprenticeship Diaries. And lastly, just want to say thank you to Guy Atchison, who's the founder and the inspiration behind the Reinventing the Tattoo community. You can go to guyatchison.com to get your copy of the Biomech Encyclopedia, instructional DVDs, original paintings, and custom coil machines. And if you enjoy what we're, the knowledge we're spreading, be sure to share it with a friend. Kyle, I think that was the best intro I've ever heard you do in my entire life. Silky, yeah. like just change the location and you nail it first try. Aww. What? And we completely <laughs> thrust this upon him. Did you there hear was what he... No prep, nothing. Yeah. Did you hear what he said though? So we need no. We just camera. need to take we the camera off. off. Of we just need to hide the camera. Right. Right. Kyle, so Kyle's new name is Intern Movie Phone. Or Oz. <laughs> the great and wonderful Kyle the Oz. Yeah. Stay behind your curtain. You stay behind your curtain. So, <laughs> so today's kind of a cool episode. Pop up episode. This is the second episode, or the second episode, the second session that I've gotten the chance to work on David. And he has kind of quickly become a friend of the shop yeah. in no Aww. time. Thank you. By the way, this is your third session, woman. Three? Did we do two days? Yeah, we did, we back did to do back. so. This yeah. three that days. doesn't count. That three, doesn't count. Back to back days. session is one sesh. That's yeah. one one open skin time. She, one open skin time. One open yeah. skin time. I, I've spent longer with her than she was saying, and I still like her. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> She's awesome. Already winning. And Ben's my BFF with the uh, same birthday. I mean, yeah. How do you, you don't often find birthday buddies like no. randomly? It's like I had a feeling you guys were going to hit it off, and I had no idea. I mean. Ben had this idea to like do the show this way today, and I was like, "Sweet!" And he was like, "Client gonna be cool with it?" I was like, "I have a feeling he'll be just fine with it." It was it was such a shot in the dark too, because I was like, "Hey, kind of throwing a curveball, gonna go out of town midweek. What do you think about?" Uh... <laughs> this happened to be a perfect day to do it. Yeah, so, it's good times. Yeah, it's I've thoroughly enjoyed my day. Spending a day hungry, thinking about the next thing to eat. You you have got my my food brain running. Let me tell you, nothing so, makes you hungry like a tattoo. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. We um, talk about bringing snacks. This guy brought a cooler. He brought he brought food for the for an army of two, um, for the whole day, and is still talking about ordering. Uh, <laughs> it's not a problem. It's a bonus. Life is about enjoying what you want to enjoy. If that's what you get down on, get down. That's a, bro. That's a conversation about you know self indulgence and uh, then on the other side of discipline. Right. I mean. If you're disciplined enough, then you can have self-indulgence now and again. Any well, everything in moderation, including moderation. As long as it's I mean, not mindless like self-indulgence. <laughs> yeah, so am I. I mean, yeah, mindless self-indulgence. As long as it's not oh. mindless. <laughs> mindless. 
Did we just bring up acid rock randomly? Uh, Chance it. <laughs> um, but do you want to take a moment, David, and introduce yourself? Because I think you've got a really cool story yeah, worth sharing. I am David, um, and I heard about Fawn's epic tattooing from a buddy in our hometown. We mutually share this uh, this hometown where we're from. And, uh, in Marion, it's awesome. I was like, are you just going to delete it? I don't like, want to say it's Marion, Ohio. It's awesome. There are nice parts of the, the little town. The best right thing is and uh, but that that being said, uh, my wife really wanted this kind of special line work tattoo done for her mom's ten year death anniversary. And obviously, Fawn doesn't typically do line work. She was saying not really small pieces. Mm -hmm. And I just hit her up on Instagram randomly, like, "Can you do this?" And this is a really simple piece, but it means a lot to her. And she accommodated her. Nice. And then while sitting here, I was like, "Hey, also, I have some really shit tattoos that I would like covered up." <laughs> And everyone says that in order to do it, I have to have them either like surgically removed first, or I have to have them. This is terrible design of something I would never want. Right. And she looks at me and she's like, "Oh no, that's nothing, no problem." And then just creates this entire like galaxy scape that is just so epic. It's been such a great experience. And but to be fair, while we were working on your wife, uh, we were kind of like talking about space and physics and all of the things, which is kind of what led yeah. to this idea. See, so this wasn't just like a shot in the dark. No, no, on, no. Like, Let's do a crazy space nebula plasma ball thing. That's how I remember. <laughs> we clearly have a different memory. Of that. It's easy to intrigue an artist in things they're already into. Hey, do you want to do a picture about the things you talk about all the time? Yep. What? No, I remember because we got to talking about like it's my background in school was physics and math in college, and we were talking about how I like, I like fractals and I like um, all of the things that are extra of. Uh, kind of a base norm science. I like things that are more fringe right. that are still considered radical. Um, you know, quantum quantum field theory is like the only th the only theory you can actually believe in magic. Still, because like if you can't explain something that occurs, it's magic. If right. you think about it. Right. If I take a letter to the Amazon and give it to a tribe of like, hey guys, check this out. They're like, whoa, sorcerer with the magic. <laughs> Just because we can't explain quantum theory doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Right. You know, so right. Anyway, that's what we got talking about this. <laughs> and here we are now, pain day three. Mm. well yeah so what you're saying is is you saw something you reached out and opened a line of communication and just said hey i'd like to do this project i did a really funky thing that people don't do anymore which is yes start a conversation with someone so that's that's something <laughs> we talk about all the time yeah. that a lot of people are like well how did you find this caliber of artist and how um, I asked and talked and found out the process. Yeah, 100%. So even if the process wasn't um, accommodated through the, the DM, you would at least found the answers to how to communicate with the artist. 100%. And I think that maybe is a stigma that's around that people are scared to go into a tattoo shop or talk to artists because they have this assumption that it is people that they've been told are not like them or people right. that are mean or they're going to be judgy or they're right. going to embarrassed to go in and they're all just people 100 percent, man people right. are people and like <laughs> i have met like every single person that is at this shop be it a uh an artist or an employee is awesome so it's you know a great place to hang out if you're going to spend hours and hours and hours somewhere right you prefer to be with people that, that are great so that's how like out i'm sure I've said that before that the initial draw to tattooing, like the tattoos were a byproduct of the environment. Like, right. like, yes, I love all the tattoos I have and I love the style and I love it, but the draw was going to hang out in the room. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to go back to the circus. <laughs> so being in that environment, it was really what created that. Like, well, I'm here. Might as well get another one. And we talked about pain being a teacher mm -hmm. and it's like it, almost having the conversation while you're getting this done. I mean, obviously it distracts you from pain, but it also allows you to like to experience 
the growth process of pain while still having the ability to communicate thoughts in mm-hmm. other ways. And it almost makes them more tacky. This th- the thoughts stick. Cause you're like, I remember this. I was hurting. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it's weird that I, I think pain's the only teacher because like even a, um, a, a conception of knowledge to be proved wrong is pain. So even if you think you understand something, and somebody shows you a different way or a different angle or a there's a there's an ego death in everything that you learn. Mm. So regardless if it's simple and it's not like, oh, I stubbed my toe and I learned to avoid the, the corner of the chair. It was, oh, I didn't know that I had to accept that I did mm. not know that acquire that new information and implicate it. So like there's really like. So ego death with every everything you every learn. single thing you learn. So it's interesting if this if the journey of of true ascension in mm-hmm. this life is to kill your ego, mm-hmm. then we can assume that we should become. And this is a phrase that pays. I feel like that people don't want to use often. We should become comfortable in discomfort. Right. And we shouldn't run from discomfort. We should realize that all of the good growth in life only happens when you're uncomfortable. So embrace the suck. And then when you do, it doesn't suck. Right. It becomes a lesson. It's it's a blessing. So. Are are you really teaching people a lesson? Or are you teaching people how to manage expectations? Maybe flip, flipping the idea to gratitude, right. the, the attitude of gratitude. Right. Man. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the legit. same thing. It's legit. Be, be happy you're honored with the privilege to grow. <laughs> right. You know, and remember, there's actually another another phrase that I had heard when I was going through particular shit time uh, was you're not you're not going through things, you're growing through them. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm growing right. through this experience. That's and things don't happen to you; they happen for you. And I'm like, wow, just changing that simple little little wording is really impactful, man. Like, stop using the word should. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> should, wasn't, could, have no business yeah. life. Just do or don't do. How very Yoda of you. How very Yoda. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but, I mean, I watched a whole 20-minute thing on should should create so much false expectation. Mm. And then, then you're literally associating shame with anything you don't do from should. And then you're backpedaling and you're self-avoiding because of that. So I should do this. You've already committed to not doing it. You already still doubt. It's, right. kind of, it's kind of like you're also setting other people up for disappointment, right. knowing fully well that you're probably not going to. Let me go ahead and let you down now. You know what? That's a thing, though, too, where people seem to feel like they owe people an explanation for mm-hmm. why they, won't, they don't want to do things. Right. And I don't know where that came from either, where it's like, I don't want to do this. Well, why? That's where my wife is from. So, yes, it makes sense. Everything's tater hot dishes, and I'm sorry. That is 100% correct. And I wish she was here right now and she'll watch us and laugh because it's so true. Right. But why do you have to explain to somebody, right. like, I don't want to do this? That's it. Um, most people felt the need to justify what's more important than them. But why? So, so I, you're a great person and I don't want to hurt your feelings. This thing is more important than you. Or it's like, or it's maybe like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. You're a great person and I'm just really worn out. So it's not that it's more important. I guess rest is more important than you. I can say that every day to almost everyone. Like my personal rest, if I'm not rested, I'm not going to be a great representation of me. It, it depends on how deep you take that. Because if you're if you're if you're taking that down, a um, I don't want to be social today because I've already taken in enough. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's no matter who that is, that gets that gets weird. Because people that are like, what's was it neurodivergent, where you get too much information and then you get yeah, hyper like out of everything. So like imagine now trying to have to explain that no my brain just said no more people today <laughs> like you know we started this conversation and i'm hard out i love you it's not that i don't want to spend time with you it's not that i don't enjoy your interactions my brain just says no right now and i like that i don't know i like to know where people stand mm-hmm. i think it's helpful that's why i'm a big fan of blunt honesty you mentioned that 
Mm-hmm. That blunt honesty mm-hmm. is the way to go in all your relationships. Um, it's really helped a lot. And people think you're you're crass, and it's like I'm not being crass. I'm saving gray area. Well, it's also like it's not what you say; it's how you say it. You right. can say something that's very honest, but not in a dicky way. Mm-hmm. You can just be you don't have to you don't have to lie or sugarcoat it, but you know yep. you can deliver news in a in a certain fashion. Yep. Uh, the last office that I worked in, they weren't very um, comfortable with direct facts. What were they comfortable with? Um, so I hear what you're saying. And I, I understand why you think that might be the right way to do it. Oh. But it's now not 1999, and it's 2023, and they got programs that do that shit for you. So, like, you would actually almost have to accept their answer. Yep, that would work. You're right. But here's the new way. Because they haven't done QuickBooks since 98. And so, you know what I mean? So it was always, it was always very just like, if I was just like, uh, no... Um, this. Well, Mr. Know-It-All. Oh. No, no. It's like you're trying to streamline a process, too. It's like yeah. you're, you're Kaizen and Six Sigming them all the way for them. Do you remember why you hired me? <laughs> no. Because you guys weren't good at all this stuff? And then I tell you how to, you're mad? Okay, no. He would get so frustrated because his coworker, who was, like, supposed to be training him as their replacement, then did not. Yeah. need replacing because they then did not retire yeah, um great. so anyways uh they would it was like the department of redundancy department <laughs> and they were like they would still like print multiple copies of things off and file them in multiple places uh-huh. all the while ben's like hey we don't even need to waste a tree like yeah. it's all here There's right a here right there and then, they didn't understand, like, hold on. They didn't understand that because of the server, all the computers were interconnected. So if Ben did something on his computer, they could. A- they didn't understand they access that. that. This, was, this was recent? Yeah. This is the so last, it was like, you need to print that off and put it on my desk. And Ben's like, but, like, you already have access to it. Here's how you open it. So this was week one. So uh, it didn't get better. About a year deep, <laughs> and they're still printing off my emails to put on my desk. And I'm like, guys, we share an inbox. Like, oh, what, what are we doing? And I am so not Mr. Technical. I am not ahead of the curve. I don't spend my life behind the computer. Like, I'm not that guy. Like, you have faces as IT to me. Thanks. It's the glasses. <laughs> it really is. Um, and it, it was like, if I'm the one presenting this information, y'all, y'all are you're way backed up. Y'all way back. <laughs> That's mind numbing, though. It was very. That's why. Like soul crushed. That's why I don't work anymore. He was very, very frustrated about that job. I have never walked out of a job in my life until this one. How'd you do it? Deleted my computer and got my car. Oh, you didn't like grand exit. There was nobody there to grand exit. (laughs) To be fair, he was trying to have a meeting with said business owner to discuss things, and said business owner. Day before, they call me complaining about process. Well, I've been asking you for to be involved in this process from the rip, and I've had to do it all myself. So if you want to discuss this process, I am more than willing to do that with you. Come tomorrow morning when you, you know, want to. Okay, I'll be there at 730. Nothing. So by 11, when there was still nobody at the office oh. to have this conversation with, I packed my shit, deleted my computer, and I left. I it I sat at the back of the room with our office manager seven feet from me and literally took my pictures off the wall, packed up my desk, made multiple trips to my car. She never even said a word to me. Oh, great place to work. So I grabbed my book bag and I was walking out with all my stuff in it as my computer's finalizing the uh, reset. And I was like, have a great day. I'll see you later. 
I walked out. Hit send from my email on my phone as I walked out the door, pretty much saying, hey, I'm done. Wow. Have a good day. Good for, good for you. I mean, you say that until you have to take months off to find another job and, you know, all the the things you thought you had lined up had a little bit of a delay that you weren't ready for. So you randomly take a month and a half off in the middle of your schedule. Yeah, it's just, it just works out then. Um, but it's one of those things you, you have to make a, a point in your life where you stop standing for other people's bullshit. Like I'm yeah. highly employable. I will find somebody that finds value in what I can offer them. And obviously you're not it. And if you're not willing to, to work with inside the system that you set up, I'll find someone that is. I don't need a million dollar salary to live. So like, I wasn't asking for the world here. <laughs> Just want you to participate in your business. It's crazy to me. And I'd only been there a year. What touch can you possibly be? That's what you do. Like that you, you print emails. Mm -hmm. like what, the, what a bunch of loss and just cost. Just it's. Well, it's just environmental cost and it's efficiency. Just, yeah. We're six feet from me. Uh, hey, I moved that to your folder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in another room. To raise your voice, it's kind of like. Just tell me what's up, man. Just talk. You know? <laughs> um. So when I when I started this customer, the commercial estimating, right, and they used a program that was so out of date that they were hand updating their uh, catalog of pieces and parts. Okay. So to build the estimate, you had to add all these pieces and parts in all the time. Their back catalog hadn't been updated in almost 10 years. So their pricing was outdated. So they're adding a random percentage to the end of their estimates anyway. And I was like, so you guys are pretty much just guessing anyway. So how about this? After I spent six months updating other pricing, I was like, you guys know they make programs that do this on their own, right? And they're like, oh, we'll get that then. Yep. Yep. That's frustrating yep. in a sack, bro. That, yep. Yeah, no thank you. Yep. So I'm like, I shouldn't be the one riding, steering the ship at the new company in a new industry I've never worked in before. What's wrong with that? Nothing, man. It went great for a while. I mean, <laughs> Fake it till you make it, man. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting ride. But my I don't remember what my whole point of that was. Oh, some people don't like blunt. Oh. <laughs> and, and they get they get their feelings hurt. Yeah. Um, and that's it's hard to do, especially like we were talking about trying to book an appointment when an artist flat out says that's not my style or that's not my wheelhouse or that doesn't fall into my norm. It's not personal. No, they're not mad at you. They're not trying to reject you and say that it's not good. It's just not good for them. Find the person that gets down on what they're not wanting to do. If you if I called Fawn and was like, Fawn, I want American traditional um, on my face. I'd be like, you understand I'd be faking it first, right? So wouldn't you then rather have me go to somebody that specializes in American traditional? So it's kind of like going to a chef who makes really great steak in the steakhouse and asking for a sushi roll. Bring me sushi. Yeah, yes. Okay. I don't even want you to cook. Yeah. I want to take the thing you do the yeah. least. And make and, you do it. And do that. Yeah. yeah um, that, that's my least favorite thing. Um, so yeah, let them, let them stay in their wheelhouse and don't be offended if somebody's like, that's not my jam. Find somebody who's that jam. And it seems like it seems like you can find an artist who's in basically any style if you just look. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just look and ask. Just look around. Like, Absolutely. Start that conversation. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to go in either and, right. reach, and reach out and just talk. Well, hanging out at a shop is the only way to feel the vibe. That's true. So, like, your consultation should be more than the conversation with your artist. Because even if um you have to be there all day like you're saying it's it's an immersive new environment if you don't like 
the person across the hall and you still have to deal with them for eight hours that's something to take into consideration like feel the vibe of the room you have to hang out there i mean i was back to back a couple weeks ago so for like i was with you for what like 10 hours one day and probably 10 hours the other the day after and then before that i was with you for like five hours for my wife yeah and i left and a couple days later i was like i messaged her i'm like i miss talking to you <laughs> we should keep talking sucks we're having that conversation um well you're also very cool so that doesn't hurt oh well thanks well it's true no people are good people are different um fauna and i pretty much have have a, a ongoing conversation continually about anything and everything it just floats all okay. the time like that's the main reason podcasts worked for us because it's like, what rabbit hole did you want to like delve down to for the next forty five minutes and talk about some random pocket knowledge? You could you could round table. You could be like a wheel. Right now. We could put a wheel right now that's like pharmacology, <laughs> food science, natural sciences, and cosmology, <laughs> astronomy. Like Ben, these new mushrooms I just heard of. What can we make right, with them? Right. And he'll be like, I don't know, Fawn, what kind of trip are we taking with these mushrooms? We need to make the appropriate appropriate meal to complement right. the experience. Well, the answer is always fat. Um, anytime you're <laughs> delivering any type of anything to your body, the idea is to encase it in fat. Think about why that is. Oh, why? Well, because uh, half the nutrients your body needs are fat-soluble and require fat to digest uh, properly to get into the cell membranes. So if you take fat-soluble vitamins without fat, they don't work. They just go through you. So you're saying that I need something other than just a pill? Uh, yeah, pills are dumb. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you might need one, but like at the end of the day, like it's, like if it's got a cillin in there, you might want to take it. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It's like you know, people are like, I feel like shit, and like, what do you eat? Shit. Oh, I wonder why you feel like shit. You know, it's funny how those things correlate so quickly and easily. Like for the past couple of days, I was eating a lot of fast food and immediately felt it. Yeah, it's a fast way to feel like shit. It's just like felt decrepit a little bit. Um, that was the one thing I, I thoroughly enjoyed about intermittent fasting because your meal mattered. So if you didn't eat, and you're only eating in an eight-hour window, if you didn't eat for the rest of that time, by the time it came time to, to break your fast, the food that you put in your system had a direct effect on what happened that day. So that people are like, oh, yeah, eat whatever you want. Because your body's naturally teaching you inside of that process that you don't want junk. So yeah, eat Philly cheesesteaks and ice cream for the first couple of weeks. Because once you build the habit of doing that, your body's going to start rejecting it. So then you're going to want the better food. And you're going to want the better proteins. So to extrapolate on that, actually, it's interesting. Um, so evolutionary research states that the gut was developed before the brain and the human. So people talk about the gut being the second brain. Really, the gut's the first brain because the bacteria in your gut is what tells your brain what you crave. Mm -hmm. And so that's why people who have like a diet, diet predominantly like covered in sugars and in crappy food, their body craves that. So the bacteria they fed now, that is their food source. And so different colonies mm -hmm. of bacteria feed on different kinds of sugars. So you're, that is now telling your brain, hey, feed me what I need so I live. And you've got a lot of parasites hanging out with you. So, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about yeah. what's really causing me to want this crap. Hmm. It isn't because my bot, my brain's not saying this is good for me. The bacteria is saying, feed me so I can thrive. Right. So you get like candida overgrowth in this country, really bad cases of yeast or bacteria build up because they're only eating foods that feed bad gut bacteria. Right. And it's wild, man. It's crazy to think about. Plus like 90% of your serotonin is made in your gut. So it's your feel good neurotransmitter. It makes you feel whole and connected. So if 90% of it's made in your gut and almost everybody's got gut issues in this country now, people ain't so happy. 
Right. He thinks there's a correlation. Oh, wait. Yeah. Did I go down a weird direction? No, Sorry. it's beautiful. No, it just, it just makes perfect sense because if you look at the, the uh, average American considered to be obese, right? Yeah. So now if you're looking at that as an overall mental health issue and you look at the rate of depression and the rate of yep. suicides and the rate of uh, mental health decline in the United States, it's insane compared to these these whole food nations, for lack of a better Oh, term. yeah. It's it's everything, too. Like um, So, like, sperm count in men has gone down over the last 30 years dramatically. Um, the amount of men who are developing low testosterone at early ages is huge. Like from environmental estrogens, from crappy food, fillers in food, you just crash your hormones. Right. And these have really, really deleterious effects downstream. Low testosterone is extremely dangerous for men for cancer. Hold on, risks. rewind. What sure. was that word? What? Deleterious? Start, yes. What about it? I've never heard that word before. Really? Not good. It. Not, yeah, good. Um, not good things. Uh, degrading. Bad. I mean, that's what I took from the uh, context, yeah. but uh, I had never heard that word before. Yeah, like this is deleterious for my for my calmness. This this phone taps it. I love it. It looks really good. Thanks, man. I'm spilling on myself. I'm yeah. a damn mess. You only got one arm. You gotta let's navigate. Yeah, you got you got your all down the front here. <laughs> yeah, drinking that sweet G mm -hmm. zero Gatorade for my no colon. The oh boss. yeah, how much aspartame's in that? Oh man, I don't know on this one actually. I don't. It's funny. I don't hate aspartame as much as I hate sucralose. Um, and I, I hate. Can that we I, just avoid both? Yeah, I would love to. I hate that I have to use this stuff. It, um, like, so like I just said, I, I have no colon. I lost it a couple years ago, and um, because the colon is where all your fluids are rehydrated into your body, it's really right. easy to get dehydrated when you don't have one. So you have to drink electrolytes all day. I don't. I didn't. Even, I wouldn't even thought of that. Yeah. No. I don't. Well, why? Why would you? Yeah. Well, for sure. But like, yeah. that makes perfect sense, though. Like, yes, that's why you're like so like without a cold like food goes from your small intestine small intestine digests all your food it's where all your food is actually brought in for nutrition and the colon sucks the water out of that and also sucks the bile salts out of that and reabsorbs them and then you can form with fiber you can get some like you know poop-sized nuggets that come well, out right but it's left to their own devices that is not what it looks like without a colon it is just liquid so that's solidified into the into the small into the large intestine you know the, what a weird huh. exception for one of our rules well this is medical I know. I'm sorry. We've got no, 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 so no. we've there's got only, this funny a... rule, but yeah. most of the time, most of the time, the context is a little different. Uh, Tell me the rules before I'm on a show. No, because it didn't apply. <laughs> <laughs> it um, didn't apply in this context. Tell me what is this? It makes me uncomfortable when people talk about poop on the air. Um, you know when we don't talk about shit. Jokes. We don't talk shit. So talk shit's good, not good. So know? if if we are uh, we we don't enjoy toilet humor because there's no yeah. there's no clean way to do that, no. and then we don't talk shit about people. So if you're going to say something negative about a process or a person or an experience, we avoid their name out. We say I was at this shop and this experience mm. happened. You don't say Fawn Baker at Red Tree did this horrible thing while I was there. Well, no, it's it's true. The only reason that talking about elimination is important is that it is a really big marker of your health. And like being able to talk about like what you weren't telling you... toilet jokes. Yeah. We were talking about health. Right. There's yeah. a big difference. I was just, I was just, I was just marking Sorry, the caveat know. to our rule. <laughs> but no, it's important to talk about that stuff and people will find it distasteful. And I would agree. It's not fun to talk about. Right. But it is important for your health to be like, how does that look for me? Like, how is it supposed to look for me? And what's normal? And, uh, and you know, so many people have GI issues. It's bananas. So That makes sense, though. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, like you said, emotional high-end depression uh it's it's just so prevalent and it, people want to throw drugs at it they want to throw you know 
you go to a GI, they're going to throw you all types of biological medicine right. or painkillers or anything else. As opposed to just doing something stupid, like, let's look at what you eat. And everyone's different. Let's look at your genetics. Where are you from? You know, right. what's your heritage? Are you, you know, are you from Eastern Europe, Western Europe? Are you from Africa? Everyone's got different DNA. Right. And the way that you digest food is different based on your culture. And if you've been from a culture that's been nomadic and only had goats, you're not going to be able to drink cow milk. Right. But goat milk you're good with. Hmm. So that's why, since, you know, the majority of my people have come from that European area of like Britain, mm -hmm. UK, all of those, I'm probably down milks? to eat beef and cow yep. milk and all, 100%. like, in excess. It's own with potatoes. And potatoes. Potatoes, same thing. I can just eat potato. I could yeah. live on, honestly, you know I like vegetables. I do enjoy green food. I'm not saying I don't, and I encourage people to eat green food, but, like, I could live off of, like, good protein and potatoes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I don't think I'd get scurvy because, like, I always, like, tease my nephew because he's like, Sam, have you eaten a vegetable in the last, like, your entire <laughs> life? Like, I feel like you're a walking case of scurvy. Put the pepperoni down, boy. There's a ton of uh, there's a ton of vitamin C in potatoes, you know. But here's one for you. This is an interesting fact. You got to um, have the skin though to get that though, right? Not necessarily. Okay. Here's one for you. The uh, the human body doesn't produce cellulose. What is cellulose, you ask? Cellulose is a digestive enzyme used to digest vegetables. And it only comes from starches. If you don't if you don't produce something to break down a vegetable, do you know what happens when you eat it? It ferments in your gut. You get bloated and gassy, and then you shit it out. So people have this thought that they can assimilate vegetables and live off of them and they get nutrition from vegetables. It's actually very, very small amounts Is of nutrition. Is this why so many vegetarians are crop dusting everywhere they yep. go? Well, yeah, your body can't digest it. If you bloat from something, uh -huh. it's very telling because it means it's fermenting in your gut. Well, why is it fermenting? It's because it's breaking down into the simple sugars. My bacteria is eating it. My body does not like this. So it's important to pay attention to these things. So mm. people that are like, you should have all these really, really exotic vegetables or every meal should have vegetables. I'm not a fan of that, actually. Mm. I'm more of a fan of like occasionally have some fruit. But here's another thing about fruit. The reason that your brain goes haywire when it eats sugar, because you as a nomad would not walk across a field of berries every day. Right. Fruit ripens very rarely in the wild, right? So you would have it when you had it. You would blow up. Your your dopamine receptors will go ape shit. It's why when you eat sugar, your body's like, we need all of that. Right. It's a very high center of sugar calories in, uh, in vitamins. Okay. And so your brain would think, we need that when we have it, and then they're gone. So you would see it again. You get really excited. That is how sugar addiction happens. Because people are like, they're stuck in that dopamine loop of reward, and their body says, wow, we're never supposed to have this kind of sugar. We should eat it all the time in case of a famine. We're giving constant calories. Let's... Sorry. Stock up. I can go on food, buddy. We can talk about food all day. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love we it. We do love talking about good food on the show because it's oh, one please. of those things like you food? touched on was uh, feeding your body, like feeding your body quality food. Like when I have a consultation with somebody, usually I'm like, make sure you eat well. And I kind of like go into specifics of like what I recommend before a tattoo session just to prepare your body, not for the session, but for the recovery after right. the session. In addition to the session, of course. But like, it starts the day before. Mm -hmm. you, you the week before. You can't eat a, a, a good meal on your way in and expect that to, to magically change everything. So here's how your body builds tissue. It's really interesting. Um, protein is taken in by the body, it's broken down into its constituent amino acids, they fly through the bloodstream. If there is tissue that needs to be repaired, like this is open skin tissue, the satellite uh, protein receptor cells will open and say, hey, I need amino acids. If there is an amino acid floating by the time, they'll grab it, and then they'll heal and start to regrow its cell. The problem is, is that if you don't eat sufficient protein and you don't have circulating aminos, you'll never grow, never repair. What's up, man? So 
Without amino acids, you never repair. Well, yeah, you need to have proteins to because those those essential amino acids are floating on your bloodstream. You're gonna step over here on camera and say hey. And so, like, if you if you don't have sufficient amino acids, you're never gonna regrow your tissues. You're gonna heal really slow because your body will break it down. (laughs) (laughs) Just like oh, you do. We got Ben Reich joining us from down the hall. How's Ben Reich? What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Microphone. Traditional tattoo. American traditional. But that guy. For the record. Traditional tattoos? Yeah, like American traditional. What would that be? Most of Ben's collection. I see stripes. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is a nautical. Like nautical theme. Very sailor. Not all American traditional is like. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Thicker lines, harder color, like bolder colors, less, uh, it's more like whip shaded. It's got like black gradient to create the difference in colors as opposed to five different colors of red. It's one red with gray fade. Gotcha. Um, it's, it's more of the American early art as opposed to the, uh, straight way to say it, fawn, finer edge, finer art stuff that that is now more heavily produced more painterly yeah realistic yeah yeah tattoos that look like tattoos Tattoos if we had to put it in a nutshell that's that's, that's later bobby you were showing me some pretty crazy stuff earlier from that artist oh yeah i i I talk about him on the show all the time Ilya Fam. oh dude like it's bananas it's not a gulag tattoo yeah there's no stars there's no stars on your shoulders man no, um, um, it's it's we, we talk about all the time the evolution of the availability of the art that can be done in a tattoo now. Um, Dude. it's insane what they can do now in comparison to twenty so, years. So what ago. is that? Is that is that machinery or is it is it ink? Is it both? All of the above. both. Tell me the, more. the the industries like both practitioners and like inventors, everything. Everybody's become so passionate about quality and like precision delivery of these pigments. Mm. You know the. there's the right tool for any idea you want to make come alive like if you just look at how black and gray has grown over the last 20 years it's leaps and bounds like what was possible in like the early 2000s i'd look at like chulo style black and gray and just be blown away and there were a handful of like realistic black and gray artists that i would follow and i'd just be blown away but then to see the stuff that people are doing now where it's just such dark rich chiaroscuro and these images are merging from the dark but they're also like the most precise detail in the selective areas mm. lovely lovely I don't know that some of the things that people are pulling off today, I don't know if that would even be possible with coil machines. At the same time, there are some things that were possible with coil machines that you just can't do with a rotary. Like, they're just not soft enough. Um, For instance, line work, a lot of people like to still line with a coil machine because they're just, like, punchier than a a, um, rotary pen style machine. Um... But like, I don't know, the inks have come so far. Like the things we can do with color tattoos now that will heal well and will stay saturated. Yeah, there was 10 color choices even, when I started getting tattoos. Yeah, it wasn't even really? possible exactly years ago. But like, like 12, maybe. How maybe 12. <laughs> How many colors? I probably have 200 colors over there. And that's like a yeah. small, like, you know, drop in the bucket. That's well, like a handful of colors from a few different brands. But like, 
Not that you couldn't make any color, but then your consistency was different. So every time mm. you you would have to make sure you made that blue the same blue every time you worked on that tattoo. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. like if you're mixing ink, and even if you'd still kept the half a cap with five drop white formula in there, what happens if your blue was a little bit more chunky on the bottom that day, and there's just less pigment in the what you dropped in so now your five white drop should have been a four white drop now your color theory is all off and now your shit right next to your shit doesn't match so they wouldn't take the chance of mixing the ink and they'd fill it in black or fill it in red fill it in solid yellow you know what always holds fucking whip shade (laughs) so it's just like uh instead of taking the chance of something falling out and not looking right they're like this works both holds we'll just stick to this so now with every available color in the world you can blend every single one of those in and out of each other without worry of not being able to repeat it makes sense consistency mm-hmm. that's key to life man yeah every well, single and there, yeah. there are some colors that i have where like in the bottle they're just dead ringers for one another but like ben said there's going to be different consistencies like i've got some colors like i really like uh star bright's blood clot because i can just use it as a just a neutral undertone for like my dark browns to richen them up i can mix it with my blacks to transition into reds Um, sometimes i can just use it to just imply warmth in a black area you know what i mean or just a versatile color i can't like so there's an eternal color that matches it and is a dead ringer there was there is a raw color that matches it that is a dead ringer but i can't use them in quite the same way like i have applications for them but like they mix a little differently and they blend with like the other organic colors a little bit differently so i can tell like even though they're dead ringers in the bottle the formulas to make that color are a little bit different and i don't know if you've ever really gotten that far into like color mixing Mm -hmm. but like let's say you're mixing latex indoor house paint you can have 15 different formulas to achieve the same color mm-hmm. but how that color might layer over top of another is totally different well that's than... what i was starting to say with skin tone just because uh, everybody's skin is a little bit of a different color so to produce that same brilliancy on somebody else's is, is different like it wow. every single tattoo is going to be unique because every single person's skin tone is a little bit different mm-hmm your blue is the different from my blue, even if it came from the same bottle. That's a that's a pretty, <laughs> that's pretty good. And the way we're the way we can have the same exact color but use it differently. Right. Like I just mentioned, a, a handful of different ways I use one color, let alone like the clotting color. Yeah. The clots. The blood clots. I'm just starting to mess with these pigments and stuff like that. I didn't realize that the uh, we'll say healed or dried difference was so much different than the bottom so like if you're looking at the wet pigment in comparison to once it dries and or heals you're putting a layer over top of that or it is it's lack of a better term settling and the same blue that came from the dip cup isn't the same blue that heals so like you don't even get that like apples to apples comparison straight from the bottle you have to know how it heals in someone's skin to be able to see the end result up here there's so much there's so much of this process that i think is lost on people um that aren't in the industry i mean i would never think these things and i think this is kind of testament to what a craft and art form this is and the extensive experience that you really need to be great just because a like you said there's so many styles there's so many different types of pigments 
and materials that you use. And like you said, the way you do it is different. So it's like the longer you do this craft, the more you probably hone your style and then you can evolve into other things because, yep. yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. It's cool. It's a really cool art form. Right. Right. Well, and then, like, one of the things that I always like to talk about that a lot of tattooers kind of, like, forget to mention and, like, all the wonderment of what we do is, like, if it wasn't for the sake of open-minded clients to let us try new things on and let us, like, hey, like, for instance, I, when we were talking about this idea, I was like, I can't sh even show you an example for what I'm thinking. And you were like, run it. Yeah. When, right. when right. somebody, like, gives any artist that much confident freedom like nope i just trust your vision run it make it happen like that's those are the times that we grow as artists like not only are we doing what we can do but this is those are the those are the projects that like level us up when it's like i can't even show like i haven't i haven't done this i haven't seen anybody else I do got it this idea. yeah those, <laughs> those are the idea. those are the moments of growth well, and that's why we always say find somebody that likes that you like their style, you like their art that tickles so, your fancy, and then go for that. It's funny, actually, that just reminded me about how I first had heard of you. And so I was referred to her by my buddy who's a barber. But like a week or two before that in the gym, I had seen this girl that I know training, and she had this really cool galaxy back piece. It was sick. And I was like, holy crap, like, where'd you get that? She's like, Fawn Baker. And I'm like, who is Fawn Baker? And she's like, she's dope. She's down here. You need to find her if you're into this. And I took a picture of it and showed my mom, like, this is so awesome. Right. And it turned out to be her that we came to see. And so that's when she was like, hey, so I'm thinking this. What do you think? And I'm like, well, I've seen what you can do. Your style, I love. I'm not going to go to a, an acclaimed chef and tell him how to cook his dinner. Right. I'm not going to tell him the ingredients to use. I have literally um, used that exact same. Yeah, like... I'm not going to go somewhere and be like, this is what you're good at. Let me tell you how to do it. I'm going to go to you and be like, hey, I trust you. And also, you don't want to put your name on something that doesn't look amazing. Right. So right. trust the artist, man. Right. And actually, I think that more people should be willing to just be like, yo, artist, go. go. Do your thing. Because... That's what makes you you, right? And yes, that's... it takes those kind of clients that really, like we can talk about the tattooers all day long and everybody does talk about tattooers pushing the industry and like growing these techniques, growing leaps and bounds. But it really, the the faith it takes for some clients to be like, yep, just run it. Like we talk about it like that should just be an expected thing as a tattooer once you get to a certain level. But in reality, like, as a collector myself, I know what a, like I know, I know the leap that it took to trust somebody like Russ Abbott to do my back, right. you know. And I drove all the way down there, and we didn't even have like solid confirmation that he was going to even work on me. This was we're going to talk about ideas and see if we can come up with something, you know. So it was like I took I took that blind leap of faith and drove all the way down there, and I love what we have achieved, um, but it it definitely was a reminder that like so many of my clients are giving me that same leap of faith. And those are the clients that like, like I said, not only are they just collecting like a piece of art from me, but they're making it. So every piece of art that I do from that point on is a little bit more special and a little bit different yep. because they trusted me to try these new things on them. I have the first piece with this trick done in it. Mm -hmm. Um, baby's mama's got one of rich cook's first geometrical tattoos because he looked at her and was like hey this is the new cool thing 
I haven't done any yet. Will you be the guinea pig and let me try this inside of your tattoo? And now Rich Cook is like sought out for that crazy colorful, right. unlike anybody else's geometric work. Right. The only thing I really, the only thing I asked her for was like no hidden Salvador Dali dicks. Like <laughs> two years, like hey, wait a minute, uh, but I'm upside down and I see me. it this way. Now. <laughs> Ruin my day. Ruin? I don't think so. You would no. laugh so hard. If I found a hidden dick in a tattoo, I would. He's going to start playing like connect the dots with the wait, stars wait going on. Wait, and he'll be like, wait, hold on. If wait. I connect this one to this one and that one no, over there, that's going to be like. I'm going to feel like Giorgio Sucolo. So I'm going to be like, if I look at this, so what you're saying is is that my tattoo shows that there's a door in the universe that opens up. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. cool. Absolutely. Thanks, Giorgio. Awesome. Absolutely. There's only some leaps between these things make sense to it's the facts like, right whoa. right right slow down here man it's cool here really i love that show so much and i wish i didn't oh that's fine oh hey it's 420 time check is it really 420 yeah it was just yeah it is hmm what do i think he's got weed in you got a vapor room do you want to hear a cool story do you know why they're called potholes do you know this story? No, I it's don't know this story. story. Tell me why they're called potholes. Well, if you're into ceramics, this would make you interested. Um, I, you already so, got my attention. So in the original road systems, um, there would be sinkholes a lot, and people that were into ceramics had noticed that the sinkholes created an access to clay. And so what would happen is people that were into ceramics would go steal all the clay under the road, and there'd be a giant hole, and they started forming this, oh, there's this potholes again, because they were making pots out of the clay. That's crazy. It's for you. I've never heard that, but I that know. makes total it's your, sense. It's your Monday knowledge, like little factoid bomb. We all need a Monday knowledge bomb. Knowledge bomb. Do you know that if all the birds at the equator were capable of flattery, then Thanksgiving and Halloween would fall on the same day? One more time. No, it's a one-time thing. Think about it. Get back to me. I think I missed it. It's okay. Good. That feels good, actually. I like that. Is that like a sarcastic? No, it like you does. need some back teen, or the no, back teen no, helping? No, some of the little spots actually feel good. It's like a nice tickle, like a little scratching of an itch. Yeah, yeah. I'm like my tricep that wants to kill me. Oh, I love this color. Oh, All the so bleeding. Cool. No, not that. No, I don't care about that. <laughs> care about that. I love this color. That's. But no, it's funny, really quick talking about eating the proteins to heal. Uh, after my first surgeries, my doctors were blown away just because I kind of continued my diet that I was on before I got sick. And um, I healed like four times faster than the normal patient. And so I actually healed so fast that my skin grew at such a fast rate that it ripped. Uh, where One of my uh, big incisions, it actually ripped apart because the skin was growing above and below so fast that it couldn't wait. It ripped. So that was problematic. But it is interesting when you get skin damage, you get like a, a, a surgery. What you eat is so important. That's insane. What you put in your body matters, man. You know, That's you, insane. If you run a gasoline car, why don't you put diesel fuel in it? Mm, like, why are you running point. Like, some optimal Or fuel? like if your car requires pre Have you ever – you've you clearly had a car that runs on premium, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Never. So – it doesn't take much to have a car that runs on premium. My smart car, caddy daddy, yeah. you know. So what happens if you pull up to a pump that only has regular and mid-grade? Oh, I'm only getting two gallons because you're going to be angry if I put more than that in here. 
there is you know it's funny people like sometimes cars don't need that sometimes they really do like high compression engines that are really efficient require mm-hmm. like high octane so less knock and it's like there's knock sensors and so when you made the reference about i've never had a car that has that wink wink <laughs> yes i love cars people i have a car problem that no, was, car problem. Car problem. That being said, though, there are sensors in those engines. Like those high end cars will put sensors and be like, "Oh, you've been putting." And it's like, "Bah, bah, yeah. so You void your warranty that yep. Is it? Is it really that much less? If you're going to spend that kind of money on something, they're not happy cents. though. They're not happy mm. running that way. And you, I mean, if so, I grew up on dirt bikes, so I knew oh. if I got the oil and gas mixture That's a little off. Yeah, yeah, if I knew, I knew if I got that a little bit off, then it would run like crap. So like. As I started driving, you know, my stepdad and my mom had big trucks and like occasionally or like when they were going out and romping in the mud or the snow, you know, they'd put premium in those big motors. And they always said that because it, the the compression was hotter, it would blow some of the carbon out and actually make the next tank burn cleaner. The old so Italian tuna. He's like, hmm, if, if then... You know, yeah. if this is better, I should put it in all the time. And then my stepdad actually explained in some engines, they're not designed for that compression all the time, but it doesn't hurt to put that, that good quality fuel in occasionally. Um, but it used to be that you would take race gas and dilute it a little bit and throw it in your regular car and go hot lap it around the freeway to break loose all the gunk in the, the sponge, engine yeah. and and by the time you did that and brought it back and let it's it cool like down it's like the lazy properly, way to clean a carburetor it's the best way to clean a carburetor with fire burn all that gunk out now would i recommend that in most modern vehicles probably not but like you know the fuel injectors don't love that probably so, worked great like i just drive them wide know? open <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, Grand National? All day. Oh, I would sell everything I own for one right now. Not everything I own, but a lot of it. Again, <laughs> I would trade every vehicle I had for one Make right it more now. complicated. Will it make you morally flexible if you could get a Grand National? I think you uh, uh, highly underestimate how flexible my morals already are. About, you know, some people that have rigid morals, some people are more like wet noodles. Right, right. <laughs> They're still noodles. My shame receptors I are pretty well. I hear you say spaghetti. Is that on the finger in the box on the corner? How flexible are you? Um, situationally so. Yes. <laughs> should be i mean most people would think it's never okay to hurt somebody unless they're trying to hurt me and then it becomes more okay it's a morally onerous situation right, right. it's not okay to kill people unless they're trying to kill me right you know then it's if then this right. is a permutation oh yeah I'll look at you <laughs> you guys are having yeah, like, way too much possibly, we'll see <laughs> not everyone like i don't even need to be here what's that you want to be here you can play fun I'm having a lot of fun. I'm just you guys are, have hit it off so well. Like the first dates tomorrow. It happens. It's amazing. It happens. Sometimes. No, no, this, this not, doesn't count. Nope. He's in sweatpants. Seriously, I'm not that. I told him I would dress up for him. <laughs> He's like talking about steaks and you're wearing sneakers. Come on. That that was actually my favorite thing to do. So I used to have a, a group of gentlemen that once a week we went to. Uh, we called a gentleman. It's very eyes wide shut, man. We called it. <laughs> not that cool. Cool. Uh, no, we called it Ribeye Wednesday, and we drove around to all the different steakhouses in town. And every Wednesday, we got ribeyes. Right? I've been all my life, man. Hiding. It's fucked up. Um, in the woods. <laughs> uh, Sending notes. Hanging from to a people. tree. 
<laughs> sending cattle like, magazine cutouts to people. Right. <laughs> Be ready. Like, Be ready. It's Ribeye Wednesday. Ribeye Wednesday. Um, What's your favorite in town? Uh, Don't say the top. No. Thank you. I mean, I like the top. Come on. I do like the top. Is it like from nostalgia or do you like the food? No, I like the nostalgia. Yeah, because the food's... The food's not horrible. But at that price point, it's good. It's offensive to me. It's a it's offensive if I'm if I'm paying sixty dollars for a steak. I'm going out to eat with you then. Sir. Please, sir. <laughs> I, will, I will express my displeasure. Uh, express my displeasure. Um, we we were never. Hmm, how do I say this without being offensive? We we stayed in a certain price point because not everybody could. That's the two hundred dollar dinner, you know. So like, uh, we we tried with that. we tried to keep it about the hundred buck range. So it limited some of the things we could do. Um, but at that price point, Jay Gilbert's. Mm. Little hole in the wall. Like, so Worthington. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right across from Jay Alexander's. Which I thought was very strange. Alexander's, Jay Gilbert's. Well, Gilbert's was there first. Yeah, Alexander's is, that, is a chain. Yes. <laughs> that is Applebee's with steak. Let's be honest oh, with each other. it's good. I don't like it either. If you're going there for lunch, it's amazing. The salads are too big. So here's what I've noticed. If there's... <laughs> there's How do you have a salad that's too well, big to stop eating really? the Step and leave the lettuce. It's been my impression that restaurants that offer big food, like Cheesecake Factory, places like that, nothing is ever really good. It's just okay. Yeah. Because you, it can, you a lot of... if you have a 75-page menu, how can you be good at anything? You know, if, if that... If it you, all comes from a bag. They have a good comment set. So it's all sous vide? Yeah, majority of things in restaurants that size are all sous vide, are, or either sous vide or commissary. So they're they're pre made. They come in a bag, they come open, and they cook them a different way. Tattoo podcast talking about sous vide. This is going to go. Oh, this we talk about first, food a lot. This is not the first time we talk about sous vide on, on podcast. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, that's that's a fun way to cook a steak. You want to talk about having a good time? Sous vide at like um, seventy. Yeah, and let it set. Give it. 40 minutes or so sear it and bake it i'm gonna flat out telling you now that between the break in this if there was a break in the podcast i'm ordering steak we're eating ribeyes it's (laughs) happening so embrace it um we'd actually probably we had already agreed on running a little bit shorter of a show today so probably first break super long yeah i mean we can you guys are talking about storm i mean i said i feel like i don't even need to be here you're trying kyle you're trying to work totally forgot he's sitting over here in the pit all together i took his microphone You want to jump in on this stuff, man? Jump. I, I jumped in. in where I needed. Kyle's a foodie. He talks about food sometimes. Let's talk about food, man. Yeah, food. <laughs> it's hard to be put on the spot. Yesterday. Oh, that was delicious. It was pretty good. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Slam. <laughs> Someone was offered a piece, and he looked at me like this. He was like, "Hey, Fawn, you want some carrot cake?" Oh. <laughs> Right, right of them. It's okay. You you, you walked. You stand. You walked in the room as I was wiping the last bite off, or I would have shared. I was curious what it was you were wiping off. I was glad it was carrot cake. Definitely carrot cake. It looks good. When she shows up, I'm like, they just had a piece, and I want to have to give her another piece. Um, to be fair, that was lunch. I was quite pumped out. It looks really good, man. You did a good job. Yeah. Kyle does a great job whenever he cooks. He kind of goes all out. He. Overachiever. Wait, if you're gonna do it, we, do give, it right. we give the intern a hard time, but he's an overachiever. Too, like decorating it, like just on a square plate that happened to be the same size as the cake. Using I didn't have like a bench scraper or anything, so I was just like spatula and plate, just tried the best. Do I, I need to take you to Washington? I noticed that you're. Um, I just don't have the funds. I know Kyle, that your let me take you to Washington. Are getting better. 
Could you notice that, Ben? Supply store. I love it there. That's his the piping skills. I did notice his little his little florets. Now mine came in a in a bag that was already pre smushed, but from the pre smushed, they looked amazing. Um, but I can take you to to Wasserstrom, and they've got a, a open box section essentially, and it is a couple bucks for something as opposed to the twenty five or thirty dollars you'd pay for that scraper at the the store. Uh, Wasserstrom is amazing, and it's restaurant grade. It's yeah. Got there off seventy one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silver. It's a paradise. Yes, it for, I love food so it much. To see how it's made. It is the spot. Oh. <laughs> Wasterstrom. Restaurant equippers. And if you want really, really cheap shit, we'll go to West Broad. <laughs> to re- restaurant equippers. Oh. High Street. Is that one any good? Which one? The one that's like north of German Village, maybe brewery district ish. No, it's on High Street. I am not sure. I'm just going to be real real with you. So it would be a little bit south of Broad. I'm one of those people that when I found the one place that worked, I never shopped anywhere else. So I'm, I've I've always, I, it's been Wasserstrom. <laughs> it's very like Cold War, like yeah. Eastern Bloc science. Yes, da, da, Wasserstrom. <laughs> Borscht is all you get forever. <laughs> Beet soup. Beet soup. Yum. Yeah, they, they're they're a good one. Um, Fawn sent me a, a video of snails eating beets the other day. Oh yeah, it might have been the coolest thing I've ever seen. First of all, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if they can like. You want some pet little land snails, don't you? A bee. But since they're almost translucent, you could watch the beet root go like up through their body. It was fucking yeah, cool. That needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Snails. So you gonna start growing snails? No. Could we have like a tiny little escargot farm, but then not eat them or eat them? Have no, you? Do you know how are, the escargot? If we are growing oh, escargot, like butter, man. yeah, you just, you just pop it in a pan, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they start to curl, and then you. Yep, I'd let that happen. I don't know that I've had escargot if i did i would have been very young but i definitely would have it you know i eat all the things that come out of the ocean why wouldn't i eat a snail we we had this conversation about shrimp too can we just farm shrimp they're very picky we would have to have a large operation it would be a long time so you're saying a bubba gump boat might be more feasible yep what would you call it Bubba Gump boat. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Jenny seventeen. I already got a shirt. I've got a shirt. Sounds like a ready-made company. Yes, I'm ready to go. Let's go, dude. Let's hire the people to run it though, because I don't, Thank I don't, you. I don't know anything about it. Cost. Yes. <laughs> I want a shrimp company. I will back you. Yep. Guy that wants to run a shrimp company. That's very true. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're shopping for opportunists. Always. He said, always. <laughs> you never know who you're going to meet, man. That is very, very, you can't very be closed true. off, right? I have, uh, uh, my significant other often tells me that I fall back asswards into everything that I do. And she ain't wrong. I was just going to well, say, is she wrong? The same birthday, the same thing happens to us. Yeah. Because, like, opportunities present themselves out of nowhere, and you're like, how? Why not? You just go with it. Run it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't study what I do. I went from being into physics to being a strength and conditioning coach to running a hedge fund to now being a part of a huge hedge fund it's nice like, i didn't study that you right. just fall into it like we, we're we're opening with another family another hotel in mexico and it's like this because we met these people that want to do this and like that's just love it do. it's like you you know i love it people need to embrace the idea that 
the universe puts the right people in your path if you're willing to you accept know, that. Accept that. It's like you. You're in this great transitional space. It's called a liminal space. Maybe we should talk about your liminal space. You're familiar with the term liminal? No. Liminal space it. is a space. It's an architectural term that means between spaces. Okay. So kind of emotionally and energetically, if you're in a so liminal the foyer, space. Yeah, you're the space between exactly. the we're out the, and in. We're in the foyer of life right now. A breezeway. See? A causeway. I love it. You're between I love where you were and where you're going. Right. Slightly larger than a hallway. The laundry room. The is it a vestibule or a portico? Portico. Every, every, every time. Because vestibules have to have an open ceiling, right? I don't know. No, I don't know about architecture. I'm fairly certain that that's correct, that a vestibule has to be able to be open from the top. I know that I like things that are symmetrical for the most part. My body likes symmetry, <laughs> naturally. Like I don't square. I don't love things that are, yeah, that are strange. Like you people, don't love it? People build homes that are really strange to me sometimes, like when they make choices, when they get to build homes. You know, everyone's different. I just am curious why they do what they do sometimes. Like, oh, that's a choice. Right? That's a choice. You know, choice. What, you know how I know sometimes that I was born in the time period? What time how, period? The thing is, Which time what time mid-century period? architecture and furniture just makes so much sense like to me. Like mid-century modern? Yeah. Like you want like simple angular chairs? Every piece of furniture is like a Swiss army knife. Is it a sewing table? Is it a buffet? Is it a coffee table? I don't know. It's cold. Not always. Not always. It can be. You can get stuck with like the avocado and orange. That's not the way to go. You gotta you gotta dive a little deeper down the rabbit hole and go for the upscale pinks and teals so with that. and grays. My wife would have a mid-century, mid-century modern century. house if I if I was not yeah. If you took me back to fifty five and just gave me anything that was brand new from then, I would be pumped. Really? Yeah. Anything. 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 We're <laughs> like, no, talking right. about architecture. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in context. He's bro. like, so you want a Kirby vacuum? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. They were like three thousand pounds. Yes. Oh. Do you know what I want? Is the whole house vacuum system. So okay. it used to be you had ports yeah. on your walls and where I, you hooked and, your and hose up to. It's still that way. It's I want one. So bad. You, especially so the coolest thing in the kitchens is like you you brush your depress. That's let's see. I remember when I say debris, I think about being Jewish and having a bris and getting force kind of whatever. So, not toilet paper, but just these are really okay. Facts. It's real, so it is. You would understand. It's cool. <laughs> Don't get it. It's fine. It's fine. So, um, so anyway, you will sweep all of your food particles or dust or anything else in the kitchen floor to the center island. The center island has a built in vac, it sucks it up and takes it right to the ground, like hair salons have. I love it. The barbershop chair, yeah. So there's a, a buddy that does raised platform barbershop chairs that have built-in vacuums systems in them. So, like, you step onto the platform to get your haircut. When they sweep, they sweep to the chair. The chair vacuums that, to the center okay. station. You have hair under there? Yeah, a little bit. Where? Okay, yeah. All right, wow. Do you have hair? That's a valid question for a guy our age. A guy with hair. Especially one that doesn't have any. It's like, right. oh, you've got some? It's amazing. What's that Sorry, like? Man. What's that like? It's a chore. I understand. Let me tell you. It's a chore. I feel like I have hair everywhere but where I want it. It's fucked up. See, yeah, I've body hair, which is, I've, I've been blessed. You're built for speed. I've been blessed. You're built for speed. I grew up as a swimmer, man. Yeah, My body just knew. Speed. It just was like, no, man. It's a straight dolphin. Just... <laughs> it's like I was I'm surprised that that's the first time we've completely derailed, and it was only for a moment. I mean, it's like, kind of make the jump. It's like six degrees. We can find our way back. Like three and a half. Yeah. You, you take that? 
I'm sometimes. You take that. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah. Why are you sorry? Because don't I, be sorry. You don't mean apology. I don't. Uh, I don't generally phone in conversation. It's weird, but yeah. we're, I'm changing plans as the day goes, so I'm trying to Is she showing up? update it. That's what we're talking about right now. I don't know. I didn't finish the You should chance. look at it. I will. She's probably... Oh, this is not live. This is recorded. She probably is normally listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah, if we have like a technical difficulty, like, hey, sound's not going out. We're like, but it sounds good to us. And we start having this side conversation. No. Uh, but it's, it's kind of good to have uh, quality control out there. So I'm about ready to put our final whites in this little area, and then we'll move on to the next spot. Sweet. You want to do the inside of this? Uh, and we talked about constellation. Orion? Yep. Is that what we were talking yep. about? Love it. So and I'd still love to put like in this area yeah. that like icosahedron shape or on your elbow, either yeah. or. But I'm fine doing that. Just let her do what she wants. It's fun. I mean, it's your body. I just want you to like the choices Should we make. Well, I want her to like all the decisions we make then. What do they say? Happy wife, happy life? Oh my god. (laughs) Happy spouse, happy house. There we go. All I say is what's mine is hers and what's hers is hers. Right. It's yours. Fair. I get nothing. Exactly. I understand. Every morning, hey, hey, I'm sorry. (laughs) For what? I don't know yet. Everything that's coming your way. Just getting ahead of it. No, if that were real, that'd be great. I get up at four and she gets up at 8 30 when i bring her breakfast her life is pretty okay i'd let that happen <laughs> you'd let them bring you breakfast i mean anybody <laughs> not that I, i'd be Same. particularly stoked about your I breakfast about but i was like man 8 30 breakfast in bed sounds pretty luxurious when i go to the gym and i love my, my wife is amazing so she deserves all of this um i will uh drop off like a ripple like a like a protein drink next to the bed at four in the morning so when she wakes up at whenever she wakes up she has something to eat and then i'll make her her actual breakfast sometime in the morning and she gets up that's amazing i love my wife yes it shows <laughs> i also love my life so i should love my wife fair so i don't lose my life fair mm-hmm. these are important circular things. Yes. Fair. circular that's, self-preservation that's, bro there's a long yep. game in here yep <laughs> like, yep let me let me take care of you so you can take care of me it's a hard thing for people like you can't just show up and because you're supposed to be selfless. Everything is supposed to be that's in, not realistic. in servitude. But if you look into the opposite end of the spectrum, that that comes from religious shame and, and having to be a servant servitude, right? Yeah. So if you take care of yourself first and look out for the things of other, that's actually the exact opposite of what modern religion teaches you. That's true, and then also you're not operating from a position of scarcity, right? Where you're constantly afraid of losing everything and being judged by a god from ten thousand years ago who's going to spank you right. over Do your food choices. Shy. Exactly. I'm going to go to heaven. Like this, the Jews are so great. I love being Jewish. Some of their shit is so stupid. Right. I mean, every religion's got stupid shit in it. But come on, you think I'm going to go to meet my maker on the day of like whatever happens, whatever the shit happens? And he's going to be like, you know, you've been a great person, really into your philanthropy. You've helped a lot of people. But that bacon, bro, dude. Sorry, so dude. One Murdered of the things it. that Murdered it. The, uh, <laughs> that we, when we soul. when we jump down like the religious rabbit hole, I love the way Ben is like, "Come on, people! You know the reason it, the book says not to eat pork? It's because they didn't have refrigerators, Just, yeah, and it was man. a bad yeah. idea, yeah. and it would poison you." It was you. gross. Yeah. You probably died. No like, fish on Friday. It will not only came send you to hell; it will send you to hell next Tuesday because you could have died. It's a valid point. Well, and what's it say when you're not supposed to mark your bodies with the dead? And that's what people always call 
relate to the tattoo um and that's where they that's where they claim that the bible talks about not not tattooing yourself but really what it is is they used to take ashes from from uh, cremations and mix that in with whatever pigment they were injecting into somebody's skin well we're talking about you know back in the day cremations we're not talking about 1400 controlled btus blasting on a body to disintegrate it to ash that is completely decomposed so we're, we're just talking about almost like the drippings from a brisket but with human dna yeah so you get sure you're painting you get flesh me? chunkies in your in your in your pigment that you're now putting into somebody's body that would then cause an infection that would then make them lose a limb Dead so eyes are also good for creating soap yes lie yeah you need lie That's i was lie. actually we were on a <laughs> We were on a plumbing project so yesterday, my older brother yeah. and I, and we jumped down the whole rabbit hole of like, <laughs> sorry, 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 we jumped down the whole rabbit oh. hole of like what lie is and what it's used for. And he's like, I don't know, but they use it to dispose of bodies. I'm Absolutely. like, I didn't say this aloud, but I thought to myself, comforted to know that you know how to dispose of bodies. Um, well, I mean, the reason you know that's from growing up on a farm, because if you've ever been somewhere and you've got the dead horse that you need to bury in the back, you're not making a 35 foot mound. Um, same with, um, you know, deer or livestock that have passed from illness as opposed to uh, that's now you can't eat that meat if, if it died from it. So, it's, so now you have to do something with it. You can't always light it on fire. You have to have something that breaks it down and decomposes it. So like lie speeds that process up um but yeah we're all just meat puppets so apply that to a person and you got the same ball game you know it's interesting like a chemical compound discovery is interesting so and this is gonna be a little segue but that's seems to be the nature of this conversation so always ayahuasca right okay. mm. so in order to create ayahuasca you need a root and a leaf mm -hmm. right very specific root and a leaf in a jungle filled with a bazillion kinds of roots and leaves right. And they must be harvested and processed in such a way to work the way they need to work. Mm -hmm. Is it more likely that someone randomly discovered this process? Or is it likely that it was given by somebody of higher intelligence? You go. Okay, so if you're talking about plausible combinations, right? So if you're looking at a, in an environment that where the majority of the things are poisonous, these people are used to mithridium. So something that is uh, acquiring a ability to ingest a poison because of slow process, right? So if you saw it with a small dose and it gets larger and larger and larger. Um, so when you test your food on that basis, the idea of that specific combination, how many different ways can you make a Wendy's cheeseburger? You ever done that? It's kind of the same idea. So if you take the 15 ingredients that are on there and you start with a plain bun and a plain burger, and then you add every ingredient on exponentially. So one with ketchup, now one with ketchup and mustard. Now you already have four different kinds of burgers, right? It's true, right? Yeah. So if you do that now across millions of kinds of plants and millions of kinds of um, roots and bugs and whatever we're, we're digesting, to, to think that you specifically came up not just with those two plants need to go together, this root and this leaf, but now we have to be chemically processed. Yep. You have to extract from that. So it takes a heat extraction and a cold extraction to be able to get those two chemicals to mix. For sure. And they're not both done the same way. Right. So a lot of intention behind that. You think somebody just one day was like, you know, this tea I made is really good. <laughs> I, I, I don't or make, I don't... do you think somebody was like, hey, if you happen to do, 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 do. I'm I'm definitely on the uh, instruction yeah. side so, of that. So you're you're down with like extraterrestrials. Absolutely. So think about it this way. Like I was talking to Fawn about this. Actually, this is how one of these thought nuggets happened in our last conversation. It was that there are more stars than every grain of sand on the beach on Earth. Right. In the universe. Right. So there's something. Uh, I think it's like 36 trillion 
uh, galaxies in the end is what it'll probably be equatable to. There, there's statistically no way there's not life. It's not possible. Right. And I don't know why that's such a hard pill for people to swallow. Like they, it, we're special. Oh fuck. We've had we've had this this built in. We're special because we're ignorant. Are you saying that we as a human race are narcissistic? Absolutely. Hmm. We got to think we're the only thing like this on this planet. So there's nothing else to compare our growth rate to. There's also nothing else that is intelligent at us. So we have a superiority complex from the rip, right? We're already better than everything on this planet. We're at the top of the fucking food chain. So if we're the best there is here, there's no way there's anything better out there. Uh, so so viewing through the lens of our own experience. Right. So, so do you believe that evolution occurred or we were put here intelligently? Not by a god, but by maybe other species. I, I think there was an evolution of our process, but it wasn't done through selection. Time. Selection and time. So we talked about evolutionary genetics being so slow. Right. Right. So yeah, there would be an exponential evolution in a short amount of time of, of the human the human being as we know it. Right. There's so many stories that are interesting. You know, when you get into like the old like biblical stories right. or, you know, the other stories of that antiquity mm -hmm. talking about, you know, nephilims and talking about anunnaki and yep. talking about yep. all these interesting things that i feel like it's a cool time to be alive We're like this is an okay conversation to have so if you, if you look at 15 20 years ago before that was even an acceptable theory they were literally having to come up with is it look at Egypt, egyptology right yep, yep. so now that we've accepted that x plus y equals z it really just reverted a lot of the ancient theory on what was egyptology right yeah. so their whole world's upside down now wait these aren't burial chambers wait there's never Our been a body yes so now they're finding chemical deposits inside of the, the the shoots inside the grand pyramids that made a burnable fuel well, you made, know it made sense too if you look at what the materials were um using a quartz casing mm -hmm. on a material like that will conduct electricity right and it's resonant one of the things that I like to consider whenever I watch anything along this line is when they start talking about how the river itself has moved. As a river, sure. yeah, any river over time moves. It's the nature of a river. It meanders, it picks up material, it deposits material. In doing so, the path of that river changes ever so slightly. When the pyramids were built, that river ran right in front of them. So that was like the direct water source. Yep. What do you need to make a battery? Water? You need to be able to pull ions through metal. You need to be able to have port. water. Yeah, you need water for sure. Right. And they, that's why obelisks exist. I think that's right. are you familiar with that theory yep. too. Yep. The obelisks are you know transmission like stations points. for power. Yeah, right. points. It yeah. makes sense. So if you if you take Tesla theory back a whole other oh. step and you look at transmission of power through direct points and then receiving that frequency through the air, yep. that is exactly what the global grid was about. Yep. So if the ancients were here to create global grid for power. What's to say we're not linked in the same grid with everywhere else? So if you're traveling, so, okay, if you're taking that energy to create portals to be, then have transportation through sure. space, right? Let's call it that, yeah. We're, we're uh, shortening space. What's well, allowed? It's, the quantum theory allows for the the movability of space-time as a constructed structure. So you would call it a wormhole. So That's allowed. Are we not just a gas station that's been overdeveloped? This is kind of what yeah. I think the moon is. So we were put here to create these things and to help build and do all these things. And now that our, our grid has been broke down, our gas station is now in balance. Yeah, it's like, why would we even go there? That gas station's broke. I'm not going out of our way to go to the broke gas well, station. That's a really interesting idea because if you look at, if you look at 
if that's all it was, and if we were farmed and raised by another species to have a job, that's that Anunnaki theory of like, right. so that, what is it, the uh, the Babylonians were like, yep. hey, these people came down, and they all carried these little suitcase things that looked like oxygen or something, they weren't able to breathe here. Yep. Ironically, Cocopelli has the same thing, yep. Chichen Itza's got the same thing, and if we were put here with a purpose to create these structures so that other cultures could fly through here, refill on something, zoom out, then we really are low totem full food. Like, and that, I think that's a, an interesting pill to look at ourselves right. through our, our lens. Well, and if, they, if they have the ability to come to us, but we don't have the ability to leave, how small does that actually make us? It should make us feel infinitesimally small. Right. As to the fact that, you know, here's a little fun science fact for you. I don't know if you're making really key on reading science <laughs> oh, facts. Science right. There you go. So almost every, as you know, every galaxy is held together by a supermassive black hole at the center of every galaxy, okay? Our Milky Way is the same way. Um, recently they discovered a free-flowing, out-of-control black hole flying through the cosmos, but it's moving at such a speed that not is it, it's not extinguishing matter, it is creating stars by the thousands in its wake. It's flying so fast, and it's spinning up hydrogen so fast, it's automatically fusing into helium and creating these thousands and thousands and thousands of new stars in its wake. When these things are happening at the, at, the, at the scale that is the universe, how could you possibly have the ego to be like, yeah, like we're it for sure, right. dog? Like it's, it's it, it, made, it made sense when we thought we saw the edge of the galaxy. Sure. Once we discover, oh, wait, there's more? Yeah. That's, you know one that... of my favorite phrases, and I stole this from my little sister, and she has used it as kind of like a helpful thing for a lot of her, her friends going through rough patches, and I kind of stole it. Tell me. Um, you don't know what you don't know. Yep, that's extremely ignorance true. is bliss. It's the same reason I don't watch the news. It, 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 it curbs my view of the outside know. world. It it's like the more we my... discover, the more we realize we <laughs> don't know anything at all. Right. Like the more we well, learn, the more we realize that we are. Well, Socrates said so it far way back when, when he said the smart man knows he knows nothing. I mean, that's I mean that's been going on for thousands of years, and it's true. You should be mind blown. You should constantly be curious. You should never have. You should never say the following thing these are facts these are ideas, these are ideas. what these is ideas. ben i'm gonna put you on i don't I, you may or may not know but where in the old book that we talk about all the time where does it talk about living with childlike curiosity that's oh, a that's, big deal yeah that's 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 above me but that's but like that's old aside from so like us bouncing our random ideas around like the books even tell us like and we could talk about any book but they tell us to live with childlike curiosity. Right. They tell us to keep seeking out new information. They tell us to keep seeking understanding. And you can apply this to any book. Yep. I, like, there's a reason I haven't said a specific, you know, yep, you sure. know what I'm talking about. But ancient like, text. Ancient text. Dogmatic says, texts. Yeah. Dogmatic like, texts. they're all delivering pretty much the same message, you oh, know? Like, we can, right. we can yeah. get caught up on the details, but like. So. What if we were put here as an adaptation of an extinguished race, right? So we came down as the people that came with the suitcases and the breathing apparatuses. Sure. But in order to thrive in this environment, we had to genetically alter ourselves to be able to breathe this air and maintain. Okay. So I don't think that humans are necessarily aliens indirect. I think we're causation of a rehabilitation of a planet. Well that's a really interesting theory because it would also explain why we're not acclimatized to this world we live on. Yeah, we're not you supposed mean, to be here. You can't live here without massive help. Right. 
Like you would need, you can't tell me hardly... one place on the planet a human being can survive without clothes. We only can't the... survive in the sun. Right. We can't survive in the cold. Right. Like only, that only alone. The latitudes. I feel like you'd have to be somewhere where you would be able to get into the into the dark through a jungle, and then live around the equator where it's always warm. Right. And it's all you could do. So like where ancient man lives. Yeah, it's all you could do. It's the only place you, you you should never leave. You should never leave. Right. You should never right. go anywhere. It. You can't live in. So pla- they, you're saying that the original theory behind um, population starts where people could survive in those environments. Why would they leave if, and go to places they couldn't survive right. without massive help? Nutrient efficient. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> so actually, that's the other problem that I think that people don't want to talk about, and that's yeah. massive Earth overpopulation. Oh yeah. So three million, bud. If the if the if the world consumed resources at the rate of America, we would need three Earths to sustain the the resource. Like, and I think it's funny because everyone's like all these environmental people that are like, I'm an earth lover. I hug trees. Here's my seven children. It's yep. like, go fuck yourself yep. because you are part of the problem. And unless you just make yeah, your carbon you footprint one. exponential. Did that on purpose. Do you have a team? Nope. Are you planning a team? Nope. Exactly. Did one. It's just frustrating when people will say that kind of shit and they'll be like, oh, meanwhile, I'm going to go plug my Tesla into the wall that draws power from nothing but fossil fuels and pretend I'm saving the environment. That's my favorite. That's oh. my favorite. Hey, so where'd that come from? Where'd that, where'd where'd that lithium come from? Yeah, where'd your lithium? Just curious. Oh, it and took how many tons too? of oh, diesel okay. and fossil fuels to extract that lithium from the ground? Yeah. Was that too much? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just like Rick Kreischer, and I was really excited. I wanted you to tell me you were the machine. Happens all the time. Tell me you're the machine. No. I'm the machine. Come on, please. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I get Burt Kreischer all the time, though. Yeah, like, you have the same delivery too. The same, the, time. the same, the same delivery. Timing, I love timing. it. Tell me a story about your kids that are funny. No, tell me a story about your kid. No, my kid is hilarious, but <laughs> good. That's you know that's interesting though. The idea of like being brought here for a specific purpose, much like sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, in you have a role that we don't want to do. So the answer is 42. And then you cut to the <laughs> SNL uh, skits with Kate McKinnon after she's been abducted. Yep. So why do, why do we value gold? What? Why do we value gold? Well, I mean, it's a good conductor of electricity. Okay, and why the fuck do we care about a conductor of electricity in ancient right. times? Oh, because it's shiny and it makes jewelry. Okay, so, or were we... We knew that it was good for that Taught stuff. to mine gold. Yeah, mine gold. Uh, so I can see there's actually some evidence of ancient mine like, you know have you seen the uh the mine marks in uh, in south america like from, from the personally uh-huh. no. no no but you've seen them from, you've seen yes, them on the show, right? there's obviously some kind of large-scale operation happening that we mm-hmm. don't know about why are there's these things visible from the sky that only you can see from space right like how are things so perfectly made and why are they so perfectly made because that's a lot of work dude first of mm-hmm. all we're talking about stuff going on in like central south, south america, america but let's talk about the indian mounds in ohio 100%. all over the place they're 100%. right here yeah. under our noses and yeah. we don't even talk about them yeah, you that know mound... mound street in columbus was called mound street because it had it was one of those mounds and they leveled it because mm-hmm. the city was growing yep you know, that makes um, sense. Let's go ahead and desecrate some other stuff. We don't know what it is. Level it. It's my America. Serpent Mound is one of the few places in the world with uh, um, anomalies for like compasses and yeah, magnetic, magnetic, magnetic issues. Yep. Yeah. You, you can like wipe your phone if you go too close to things there and shit like that. Like it's good to know in case you're ever in an emergency. Like, oh god, I'll see you at Serpent Mound. Bye. Yep. Nope. I know nothing about what you're talking about. Nope. Dead Zone Seven. <laughs> Dead Zone Seven. <laughs> yeah. Meet me at the mound, bro. You know. You know. Where do you get your lithium? Where do you get your lithium? From China and CBF. Uh, (laughs) Ohio is environmentally safe and friendly. Thank you. How is that? 
Because I know how, because it comes in a battery and Elon said it was fine. Elon said we're good. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. No. So can't we do all that with steam that puts steam back into the world? I mean, so that's talking like that is what gets people killed. Are you familiar with fusion? Are you familiar with fusion? I mean, on what level, bro? So like fusion, like Like Asian and French combined in a dish or like throwing neutrons at each other. It is. Um, We should do that. Uh, So no, the idea of like, so fusion only needing like heavy hydrogen, right? So deuterium or tritium, but mostly deuterium. So, uh, so deuterium is hydrogen with an extra neutron. Okay. Okay. So it's heavy hydrogen. It's in seawater. So if you are to fuse, hydrogen into helium in a fusion reactor with enough magnetism you create power free power and the only side effect is steam okay we have the ability through tokamak to create fusion it's already been done it has net positive energy it creates more than it puts in we've created stable fusion but no one wants to mess with it it's really wild to me. That's the only sustainable fuel source on the planet. That's the only renewable sustainable fuel source. And we're just like, nah, bro. Yeah, we're just like, nah, it's too expensive. I don't want to fuck with it. Well, I mean, we I mean, think about the, the first engines yet. and how efficient they were. They were steam engines. It yeah. would be a small fire mm-hmm. that created a large amount of mm-hmm. steam, and that steam created well, that's unstoppable wh- momentum. That's why we did, depleted the majority of the railroad tracks. That's why we took out the rail cars. That's what because roads and the the the, the interstate system was yeah. developed for the sale of cars. So inefficient, and it's such a bad way to transport. Why do we have no train system in this country? Really, right? Like, go to because, it, the, car because the car companies the car. built yep. the roads here. That was that was an ironic question. No, I'm playing out. Yeah, There's think, nothing rhetorical here. Yeah, I think I think I think you should totally you should totally go on that tangent, man. It's so real. It's it's the truth though. I mean, like Columbus used to have a trolley cart system that was yeah. all ran um, by electric, and now it was all ripped out to put in wider roads because. Usually go from like LAX to anywhere in the city because they took out like all trams, all form of public service. That way, you have to take a car cash mongers yeah that's a that's unfortunate but i mean electric cars are not the answer no just not i mean you can't in solar and wind are great you can't create enough energy with these products so like fusion is interesting it does require i mean it's how stars operate i'm sure you know this this is not only new information but like stars in the universe only work on fusion so what happens is yeah because everybody knows how stars in the okay. universe here's how work. stars yes, work in the universe okay so here's how stars work in the universe um ben's like yeah exactly duh so like in a nebula you have you have circling hydrogen gas that's what gives it color as you get different gases you get different colors that's what nebulas are eventually that hydrogen will start to clump together and it'll get heavier and more viscous and it's going to start spinning and it's going to start spinning faster and faster because gravity does that when things get more massive they move quicker mm-hmm. and you end up eventually having the force so strong the gravity is so powerful of this clump of hydrogen that eventually two hydrogen atoms will squeeze together and create helium helium is then created in in, the, in this exchange there is an, a net gain of a neutron that flies out as energy okay this is an extremely powerful event. It's so the f- bombs that were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki were fission bombs. You split uranium. Right. Thermonuclear bombs that we have now require a fission style um, detonation that then it starts a fusion reaction. That's why the bomb yields are so much higher. Right. So, okay. So you've got this hydrogen helium happening. That's what our sun is. All day long, all that's happening is that sun is taking hydrogen and creating helium. The net result, massive amounts of energy, heat, and light. Okay, cool. 
Well, in about, I don't know, maybe 7 billion years from now, the sun's going to be like, hey, we're running low on helium or hydrogen. So what happens is it starts to take the hydrogen or helium and fuse that into lithium. Because as it runs out of the original light fuel source, it goes to the heavier fuel source. It's like, hey, we're running out of shit. Gravity's compressing all these things. You create lithium, you create nickel, you create every single element in the world. By the way, every single element that's in you, that's created, that is on this planet, came from a star supernovae. Because all of the all of the elements of the universe, the only element in the beginning was hydrogen. Right. That's it. In the Big Bang, hydrogen. Boom! Everywhere. Hydrogen coalesces into pools, creates uh, with it creates helium. Helium then creates the heavier elements as the star's in life the cycle goes. It was dark. It was. <laughs> then there was hydrogen. And then there was hydrogen. And, and it was good. And all of the laws. And, then there and, was a spark. And, 20, and there was in light. 20 nanoseconds, all of the quantum field laws that are applicable in this universe were created in the first 20 microseconds because the, the, the boundary conditions were created. Right, it's, right, right. It's right. wild to think. Like, and that's why people don't realize their connection to the stars. The carbon in you is not found on Earth. There's no lithium naturally found. You know what Earth was in its infancy? It was a, a conglomeration of asteroids that had been shoved together through gravity. That event. Do you know where the water came from on Earth? From comets. Here's the interesting. This is another thing. Earth didn't have water. Wait. <laughs> Planets only gain water by being struck over and over and over again by comets that have water. There's no water on Earth. There's so no we water just on been planet. hit a lot. Oh, yeah. constantly. Yeah. yeah, before there was an atmosphere to deflect it, there was, we look like the moon, only way worse. Right. I mean, it, it's it's just the way it is. And this is the cool <laughs> things about the universe, mass scale, cataclysmic, violent things, but then they're beautiful of Star Wars supernova and spread every single element out into the universe and it will seed planets. The things that make you, you came from a star that exploded hundreds of millions of years ago. And that's rad because that's ultimate recycling. Right. You two Things will be recycled. You, you. Yep. And we'll all be recycled in the same fashion because eventually, when that star starts getting thirsty because its elements are running out, well, Got what happens? Thirst. Well, what happens next? After the initial elements are burned, you go into the heavier elements. The sun, in its gasp of life, grows immensely, goes from a yellow average star to a red supergiant. When the sun is a red supergiant, all of the inner planets will be inside the sun because it will grow that much. So they're all done. You're yeah. gone and done. And then the sun will then collapse in on itself. It's not massive enough to supernova, but it will burn out slowly into a nice little white dwarf, all sad, 15 billion years after it was started. And then eventually, it'll fall into the supermassive black hole that is at the center of the Milky Way, and the whole fucking thing starts over again, and it goes on at over and over. That's insane. That's how it works. That's insane. Yes, that's it. Education for you right there. I'll take it. There you go. Open ears. Man, Every time. <laughs> My formal education was, that side is done, you should flip it. <laughs> you're the person who overly flips their food, because that's the worst. Yeah. No, no, dude. One flip. One flip is one all it takes. You can rotate, yeah. but one flip. Yeah, don't flip, man. You get quarter turn good girl marks. Because those proteins are going to like caramelize and taste weird and rubbery if ye you flip it constantly. Camelized. Oh, look at you. My my Australian chemist. Yeah, I have to today. It's wonderful. She's great. Now a lot of pain now. A ship on the Barbie. Want to go with some food with me right now? Oh, I'm going to excuse myself for just a moment, please. Take the times. You're drinking too much water. There's no such thing as too much water. I slipped the ball into Australian. Did the dango steal your baby, mate? No. All right. Cool. Awesome. Wow. Okay. This looks so cool. Yep, creeping right along today. How you doing, buddy? 
I'm chilling out. How are you doing? Good. What do you want to talk about? Throwing on the spot. Now I'm blank. Kyle just moved into a new place. He's getting all settled on a whole different side of Columbus. Yeah. What do you think of where you are now? Um, I think it's a better area. I enjoy the house more. And in general, I think the area, like the, the neighborhood is a bit nicer, less hectic. Um, where are you? I'm in the north side of Columbus, uh, like right before Westerville. Okay. Yeah. Um, the area I was in before was called the Bottoms. Oh, I learned oh, after yeah. I moved in there. Yeah, man. Yes. So colorful area. A lot of uh, a lot of interesting shit happens there. A lot of characters. Started from the Bottoms. Now he's here. Wow. It's funny when I first moved to Columbus, I lived in the Bottoms too, not too far away from where Kyle's old place was. Didn't you also say that Marty used to tattoo that area? Yes, as well? Marty tattooed yeah. not very probably like right in between me and you, where your old house was. So there's a lot of history to like. Um, that area of Columbus, like a lot of tattoo history. There's another shop that was there forever on Broad Street next to the Harley store called like Jan's Tattooing. Jan was the guy's name. Um, but he and Marty were the two for the longest time. I think I know which spot you're talking about. I rode my bike past a lot there. It, um, it is not operating though currently. Nope, he passed. Ben is back. Kyle killed the whole conversation while you were gone, uh, Ben. Kyle? He had, like, one job. It was, like, three what? minutes. I thought this was my job. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I love the top of my shoulders. That feels great. Yeah, it's a good time. Well, I just kind of jumped into a new spot, so we haven't had the back team marinating and soaking in the whole time like we did. A little collarbone action. I'm just going to be in this little section, so I'm not going to bounce around too terribly much. But we are kind of in a new spot. 508. It's about time to think about food. Ali will not be joining us this evening. Why? Um, when the camera's on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she, you know how sometimes you just don't want to uh, spread your mood? Yeah. That happens. Um, you know? We were talking about this earlier. Sometimes yep. you just can't people. Yep. She's one of those people. She's had her fill. I can respect that. No, no disrespect to anyone involved. Especially but, the fact that she is a teacher of very, very unique children. Yes. It's a very, very yes. stressful job. Yes. Yes. And when someone says, I need to decompress, I go, you honor oh, that. I get it. Yeah, you honor that. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, what are you guys going to do tonight? Anything fun? Uh, this is our, our at-home chill night. It's a great night. Um, neither of us have spawned. On Mondays, and we. Does she have kids as well? Though? Yeah, okay. yeah. Spawn. <laughs> it's our night to be us. Are you guys into shows? Are you watching anything fun currently? I would love some recommendations because, like, that's what we want to do because we don't want to be out in the world. But I don't TV. Like, I don't follow stuff. So a good one that I watched recently on Apple TV is Shrinking. 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 Okay, I don't know if we have Apple TV. If you don't, we'll then never mind. But it's a show we'll about it. therapists, <laughs> and uh, it's Harrison Ford in an interesting role, and it's. The dude who was the main character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I can never remember his name. I know who you're talking Jason about, but also don't know his Siegel? name. Yeah, yes. And then there's another really, uh, another funny girl on that show. It's pretty funny, entertaining, but also heartfelt if you're into that kind of stuff. I don't know what you're looking for. Like anything that'll hold my interest. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I just don't, I've never put a lot of value in my entertainment being from the TV. Yeah, it's um, Because I'm interested in so many weird different things. Like I feel like TV's just repeat, repeat, repeat. 
Okay, so if you want to give yourself a treat, I'm sure you've probably already seen it. One of my favorite shows of all time, and it gets flack, freaking Mr. Robot. Okay. Remy Malik. That is probably the most intelligent show I might have ever seen. Okay. And it's about a, it's him and I can't remember the girl's name and Christian Slater is in it. And it's on USA, I believe, of all things. It went on for like five seasons, I think. Huh. And it is a really interesting, fast grab you show. So all give right. it a whirl. All right, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, people. Yes. Mr. Robot. It's all worth right. it. It's All really right. mind-bending. It'll make you think and make you question a lot of things, which well, I think you like. Just as we talked a little bit earlier, um, surface conversations are pointless. And if if I feel the same way about entertainment. If we're going to wheel around the same wheelhouse and we're going to talk about the same things and do the same things over and over and over and over, there's only five stories, people. You're running out of ways to tell it. This is a very valid So when I've seen the same story in 14 different versions you're like i'm good i'm good and when you look at literary base as opposed to the entertainment value of what they're producing and you mm -hmm. look at the back story as opposed to the quality of the show and you look at oh this is just another this is another romeo a, and juliet it's, it's a can show it's, right it's can. and everything becomes falls into that pattern and you're and i'm, and I'm predicting so i'm into documentaries because that's more informational than entertainment based but again my knowledge uh the things that that pull my trigger are pretty small so it's i'm like, sure you've seen fantastic fungi right no oh i've fallen asleep to it a few times when um, i'm out I've, cold in the first few minutes is, by the time i put it on it is really good i, I, I get into my... a lot of the theories on that though so it's but it's, it's about the, it's about my cylinder about under the ground and the communication uh, uh, yeah the, the networks should, it's, it's a really solid documentary yeah. bro um so we we've talked. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but Fawn and I have definitely talked about it in person about how like uh, the internet works are just like plants talk to each other and like fungus literally speak at a at a, a volume that our ears can't hear. Sure. Um, and they make noises as far as being attacked and things along this. And it's just because our brain doesn't receive that frequency. So we we don't care about it. We assume it doesn't happen. Like if you chop a tree down, it actually makes a sound. We're just not able to hear it. So that's like when people say they don't believe things they can't hear or see, and it's like your dog can see things you can't see. Right. They see in a different electromagnetic spectrum than we do. Right. So that means it's not real because you can't experience. Do you know how big the electromagnetic spectrum is? It's as big as this room. Yeah. Do you know how big the field of vision is? It's less than the size of this. And so it's like, God. How do we know that aliens aren't already here and they just, you know, can't be seen? And they they figured out if they keep their hovering, you know, lifestyle above the ground surface. Maybe if they're like 15 feet up, they're good. They're just good. They're just good. So maybe what I think is rain is alien piss and got you. All right. <laughs> I mean, listen, there's, it's not impossible, man, because that's, this is this, this is that whole idea about ideas versus like beliefs. Mm -hmm. The stronger wood is bamboo over Oak because it's flexible. Mm -hmm. So be bamboo, man. Like, have some <laughs> flexibility with these ideas that you will maim, kill, and, and destroy for right. with no evidence right. whatsoever besides a guy told me once. This one time, I was watching, and he said... Did you read it yourself? No, no. but this guy said it. Did Same you read it in the language it was written in? Mm. Oh, did you read it by a person It was written 200 years after they died? Mm. Oh, it's a great storytelling right there, man. Um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, a Deep Sea What's down there? Scary shit I want nothing to do with. So, like, wouldn't it be plausible? A great place to, to hide out of civilization? Right. Yeah, of course it would be. Just so, like Antarctica. Right. <laughs> the thick ice wall. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing about that. I think about, like, if you think about spaceships, if they can stand, <laughs> if they can withstand the pressure of the vacuum of space, space. then it's a no-brainer that it could withstand well, a little bit but, of extra pressure from the ocean. And even take that further, 
the amount of technology it takes to create a craft to travel the distances required to get somewhere. So think about it this way. It think takes, they don't know to hide from us? It takes light seven minutes to get to us from the sun. Seven minutes. It's traveling at 186,000 miles a second. Right. 186,000 miles a second. And it takes seven minutes from the sun. It takes years to travel to the closest star traveling at light speed. To travel the distances required in space would require technology that would allow things to be changed, like space-time to be bent and folded, right. much like a tarp. If you think about space-time as a tarp, I could, I, could, I could bring two together and then remove them, and now we're where we were over there. Mm-hmm. And it's, that is all allowable in quantum field theory because the physics do work. It's just extremely hard. We can't do it technologically. You have to create a massive gravitational field. So the 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 strong force that holds together quarks right. is much stronger than gravity. Okay, and imagine that under enough gravity, because gravity is not the strongest force in the universe, that eventually the strong force will give way to gravity if enough force is added to the gravity side. Right, right. That's what that's what adds molecules together, right. creates fusion, right? So it's interesting to think about what would be required to create sufficient gravity to be able to bend fabric of space-time in such a way that we could then travel. And how do we not kill ourselves in the process, in the process right. of you know of creating that? So because the law of, of relativity is pretty set, is pretty set that 186,000 miles per second is the speed limit of the universe because in order to go faster than that so speed you know requires force to get things accelerating the faster you're going the more energy is required in the system right so the equations in physics are such that at near the speed of light you require almost infinite energy to keep going that fast so something else has to be at play there has to be another factor Einstein called it spooky, um, spooky action at a distance. That's how we labeled how we labeled quantum field theory. He's like, well, it's weird. I don't even know what happens because it violates his laws of relativity. Right. Because knowing that something can have instant communication over a void, I mean, Hawking and Penrose kind of proved that when they were talking about the idea of well, what if one particle falls in the black hole, but its antiparticle doesn't? Like, what happens then? So if Every particle has an antiparticle, right? A proton has an electron, but that's right. not the ones I'm talking about. Like positrons and electrons are antiparticles, right? So an electron right. has a pair called a positron. Well, what if one of them is close enough in a black hole event horizon to get sucked in and the other one isn't? The other one will still know what the other particle is doing, even though it's further away. Yeah. But it will know because of quantum entanglement and that idea of quantum field theory, which is so super interesting. And I don't know why people aren't more like, this is the coolest shit in the universe. Yeah. Because it's complicated. Because, yeah. It's yeah. Com- it uses terms. It's kind of like my industry in, in finance. There's words that get used that have no business being used just to make people think they can't understand it. Like, <laughs> as opposed to seeing, like, I could say something like, yes, we're going to do three rounds of financing. That's easy to understand, right? The term we would use is tranche. I'm going to use three tranches of financing. And they're like, what's a tranche? And it's like, right, well, it's right. a French word for that same thing. Right. You know, exactly. <laughs> so it's um, it's it's intentionally using words that I think freak people out. Lawyer speak. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I can't do that myself. I should pay you oodles of money to do it yep. for me. Yep. You know? Um, I, I was recently going through it. Like, so you mean if I just take all these complicated words out and just read the nuts and bolts of this, it all makes sense, huh? And I don't need to pay you one third of what I I'm doing. the things that you absolutely need to have if you want to entertain the idea of any kind of quantum sciences or any kind of quantum ideas, you have to be open-minded to say, what if? Suppose this. And suppose if this happens, how would it affect this, this, and this? Right. And if you can't, 
if you're if you're if your brain is the kind of brain that has a hard time thinking in abstract period, then this stuff could almost sound like scary mumbo jumbo. Mm. You know so, what I mean? Okay. Like it's really just you have to think in the abstract and you have to be able to say what if and suppose this and if this happens, then what about this? And that's scary areas for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's admitting ignorance. Mm, yeah, actually, that's a really good way to. I thought I had this figured it. out. Oops. That's Turns well, out being, there's more. Being blissful can be great, though, sometimes. Right? You know, not, ignorance is not always bad. Um, I, I sculpted my life around. Nope, I'm not going to pay attention to that. That's dumb. That's dumb. And here you are. Here I am, doing pretty okay. I'm alive. Awake. You're not just arrived, you're thriving. Yeah, I can say that. You're intellectually thriving. I, okay. <laughs> you're emotionally thriving. Yeah. You're on an yeah. emotional path of discovery. That is true. That so is you're doing true. better than most people. I would say that. I'm not blinded. The hottest work is internal, man. Looking at yourself. That's very true. And I, I refuse to take advice for people who won't look in the mirror. That kind of idea. Right. You know, right. We were oh. talking about that last yeah. night. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah. so true. We were like, literally talking about that last night. It's crucial. Um, it, it's, it's funny to... Uh, Put it all back through one one lens, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot to this world, man. There's a lot to this universe, and I I just feel like we get hung up on the minutia so much that like just looking up at night, I don't know how it's not possible to be awed by like the once the the smallness that you are, but also the connectedness that you share. Right. I mean, you know, I'm that's one of the things that I love about standing like on the edge of a cliff or like standing on the edge of a large body of water. If that doesn't make you feel like gloriously insignificant, I don't know what will. Right. You it's know, it's right. true. It's not like true. not like it's a bad thing to be insignificant, but just to know that you're such a little piece of something so much greater, you know, realizing that your world is only important to you is a hard thing for a lot of people to grasp. And when you are in those places where you feel small, you're more open to understanding that other people's perception and other things happen with or without my influence. Other people's perception is completely different than my perception. And when you're in that, I'm up high looking at that little teeny tiny town, that little teeny tiny town looks completely different than the person that's walking the street. Mm -hmm. And those two perceptions are of the same thing, but completely different views. And when you take the moment to pull yourself out of somebody else's reaction and out of somebody else's, uh, what's the right word? Input of thought, right? Yeah, so yeah. like, like if, if, if you're removing yourself sense of thought from, I'm babbling now, but you know, no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say like, like your perception is your reality. So if you, if you 100%. take a moment to back out of that and realize that you're well, that's not, real, that's why reality isn't real. Right. You can't ever say reality to someone because it's all independent on their own experiences. Mm -hmm. And like my mom would say this to me. I remember being so irritated. Um, and this is in, in reference to uh, a lot of people I'd known in my past that lived a certain lifestyle of uh, excess to some degree. But my mother would say things like they they don't live in the real world. Sure they do. They live in their own world. They live in their world. My world is very real to me. Right. And yours is very real to you. And they right. might look very different. Yep. But that's okay. Very yep. different. Pardon me. Don't want to use the wrong adverb in there, but uh, but yeah, so I, I feel like that's something too where it's like reality is very flexible. Your normal and my normal are two completely different days, 
hundred percent. My normal day compared to your normal day is completely different. Neither's right, neither's wrong. It's just our we know built. So that's funny. That actually <laughs> our goes, built perception that goes back what to what we rel- should goes do. Back to relativity from Einstein. Actually, the idea of saying that. So his argument was, and it was true, and you've experienced it. Time is relative to the observer. Right. I.e., if I'm getting a tattoo and it hurts, an hour is going to take a long time. But if I'm with someone I love and I'm having a great time, an hour is going to fly by. Yep. That's relativity. Yep. And so then he would go on to say, well, that actually is a function of like speed, and and that was how like you know if you're traveling at a speed, like if you're traveling at a speed, and then you're also shooting photons out while you're traveling at a speed then the the relative interaction of the photons will be different than someone at rest it's just there's all this really interesting things that he talked about but it's it's cool to be like bring it back to an interpersonal space where you're like maybe my version of reality looks very different than yours but they're equally real and therefore every possibility is equally valid because everyone's having infinite possibilities of experiences So to say that you're right and I'm wrong or vice versa is always stupid Yep. because it's all based on where you're on the perspective chain. That's like when someone says, you're going to love this. Oh, oh. what? Probably you, not. You're going to love that. <laughs> um, I, I generally don't take TV recommendations. I generally don't take movie recommendations because the majority of the time what somebody's going to find interesting in comparison to me is vastly different. I hope you watch an episode of Mr. Robot and report I'm going back to. to me. Well, it's it's different when you've already established like, why don't you like watching the things that you watch? Here's something that's outside of that wheelhouse. Yep. We had that whole conversation. We did. I'm now listening. I'm not telling you to watch the best. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't want Just repeat give it bullshit. a chance. From the same culture that respects the sanctity of marriage. Let's have a game show where we put people together. It's a great idea. Um, so, so one of the trash programs we have watched um, was uh, Married at First Sight. That's a thing? Oh. That's on Amazon or Netflix, right? It's on one what one. is it about? Um, essentially, uh, these group of experts pair people together you meet your significant other at the altar you are married legally and then they put them through um they all go on a group honeymoon together and then they give them an apartment to move into for how long um i think it's three months what's the point of the show um to see if they stay together or not so at the end of the show they get the option to get divorced or to stay married the person that runs it yeah man of faith hmm. so they bring in one of these people that is a counselor and or an expert and they they treat it try to bring um religious principle into it and you're like wait a tick how do those go together what how does that even work pastor how does that even work so is it is it entertaining yeah cool does it does it show a lot of like the thought-provoking side of that though is like are we headed to a place where like if little social experiments like this prove successful are we headed to a place where science betroths us where they just find like oh on paper you guys look compatible and genetically you look compatible there you go married no choice honestly i think that's the point of the show yeah is just because on paper we look perfect for each other how are we really we are completely different people it's interesting too we talked about overpopulation and like arranged marriages now the idea too i feel like there should be a this is fucked up explain to me and i get it listen guys i don't have kids i don't understand i'm I'm talking out of my, my my shit here but you have to take a class and a test 
to drive a car, mm -hmm. but any fool can go out and make a child mm -hmm. and raise that child and throw it into the world. Mm -hmm. How the fuck? Because regardless of parental responsibility, that child is now a system is in now in the system. I know, I'm just saying, and the system is what creates numbers. Population is what creates business. Business is what creates back end funds. You're going to do what I'm saying right now, which no, is I, think, I believe that everyone should be chemically sterilized at birth, and then you should only be allowed to be unsterilized when you've proven means to raise a child. No, sir. I completely agree with that. Do you? Yes. Yeah. Because like, like you said. How do you save the earth? Get serious. Save the earth? Really? Plastic bags and some fucking aluminum cans? Right. That's going to do it for no, you? No, we got to start murking people. And also, by the way, because like your children were going to die off due to disease and you had a farm extra, you needed labor you need you needed labor and some protection against i right. love people say the good old days the good old days of sewage in the street people mm. died at 10 it's a great people time down at 10. Well, that's why you had a dozen kids right well, you had seven yeah. right. it's probably three of them are gonna make it right but but you know it's it's interesting that people will talk about let's get serious about the environment but no one actually really wants to get serious because at the end of the day that's un it's un um it, it's not really fun things to think about right. that there are far too many people there needs to be an le of some degree from an extinction level event there needs to be something that is catastrophic and COVID and shit yep. it, it needs to be something horrendous and it needs to happen so the earth can survive and also by the way let's just call it what it is you can't save the fucking earth the earth does not need saving nope the we people need are it. fucked yeah because if we all die the earth would regenerate itself look at chernobyl fine. <laughs> Dude, get this. The earth will shake us off like a bad case of yep. fleas. Well, a surface needs like Ugh. that's what we are. If you look at the earth as an organism, breathing planet, moving, everything in it is a system, right? We're a if we are a parasite on that system, eventually the system is gonna figure out a way to get rid of that parasite. Yeah. Dogs stand in water for two days when they can't have access to flea medicine. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah, man. That's what's gonna happen. The earth will just be like, okay, things, I will kill you all. Um well, what's the uh What's the stone tablet that has the prophecy written in five different languages on four different in five different sides that talks about um it is the Rosetta yeah. Stone, where it talks about the optimal population for the earth is only supposed to be three, 3 million, million people and that we need to start cultivating a system to get us back to that. I mean I'd be a huge fan of here's it. the thing. I would China was doing that for a bit. One child policy. Yeah, one child policy and like you had to like go through like taxes or other kind of things to have more than that or like prove why you need more concur and that's why sometimes the good of the many outweighs the good of the one almost always if you're in a society how can the good of the one ever win in a society i'm not saying it's okay i'm not disagreeing with you it's I, just like it sucks to hear but it's yep. true it's like oh man i mean i'm listen i'm not for the purge but i'm for the purge i'm not for the i just want there to be less less people just in general I mean, I really feel like there's something that will come. I mean, I don't know if it'll be Hunger Games. That's not enough people. Here's the thing. If there was a calling event and it was like a lottery system, I will proudly put my name into it. If it's Bro, a painless... If it's televised, people will just sign up for it. If it's a painless... If it's a, listen, here's the thing, too. Suicide should be completely legal. It should be completely assisted and completely... Uh, okay. Why? Why not? Like, why? If I don't want right. why can't I... Right. Why do I have to find crafty ways that are painful and I'll probably fail and become a quadriplegic? That's not great for anyone. Mm. Like, give me some chems, send me on my way, and let me go to the next iteration. Are you saying that? The next iteration, nice. Yes. Uh, it's for sure the next iteration because matter is never created or destroyed. We mm -hmm. just change forms. It's, yeah, it's just transferred. Um, yeah, so, would you think that most people would? Uh, you think there would need to be a psychological evaluation before allowing somebody just yes. access to suicide? Yes. 
Okay, I but, I think, but I think it should not be very, very weighted. I think it should yeah. be like I think it should be like a conversation. Like, listen, what's going on with you? Yeah. What's the last? Let's just having weeks? a bad day, or is, is, it, is this is like this a year, or is this like a month? Did you break up with somebody you just knew? Is that a thing? Then again, do we want someone around who would do that? Would break up with someone and want to kill themselves? Maybe they should go. Mm. Maybe they should go. Mm. So, so like strengthening the gene pool at its finest. Hundred percent. Oh, Ooh. oh! You just gave me a break. He has to say it again. Oh. Survival of the mental fittest. Why is that not a thing? You know, they, they were, you know, what is the song from the 90s? I've been around the world and only stupid people are breeding. There was some truth to that bullshit. Yeah. Like the people that you uh, meet. Are, are we talking about uh, the classic flagpole sitta from Harvey Danger? <laughs> I mean, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, that one was the one. So many good one liners in there. Think about it. Cretan cloning and Like, it's the truth. And Ben doesn't even own a TV. No, don't even own one. I mean, why why can't we just have a real honest conversation and say, we've fucked up. We need to reassess. That's not even a real word. We need to assess. But how you, re you can't reassess if you do it twice. Let me tell you something. Where is it so funny? Bro, you can't preheat something. It's either heated or unheated. <laughs> Oven exists in a heated or unheated state. You can't preheat. It means you heat it before you heat it. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're in an airport and someone's like, you gotta pre-board the plane. You can't get on before you get on. <laughs> also, you don't get, you get in a plane. Yeah, in a plane. Sorry. On it would be on. There's less wind inside. All the relevant points. That's good. I just, just I'm not bad. <laughs> I think it's great. It's just the shit we say. Words to make ourselves feel more important. Like if you listen to commentators, sometimes they'll use They'll use this extra verbiage. You know, Aurelius said most people speak too much and say too little. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of truth to that. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I've been talking my ass off tonight babbling because it's fun. Because this oh. is a fun conversation. That's the, the That's point the, of what we're doing, yeah. though. Like, free-thinking conversations are few and far between. This one hasn't even been stimulated with really substance, if you think about it. It's been a long time since I enjoyed any kind of substance. It's, again, it's hard. It's been a long time since I enjoyed any substance. No. It's... <laughs> Well, it, like like you said, it's hard to find people with with compatible interests anymore because everybody's so shallow. When I met my wife and I asked her early on, "How do you feel about kids?" and she said, "I don't want them," I'm like, "Let's we're in, we're done, we're good." <laughs> Sign, Sign me up. <laughs> Figure the rest out. It's all there. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but it, it's it's weird. I I don't know this hole to like populate. I think it's great that you have a kid. You love her. She's right. amazing. Right. I'm sure it's changed your life in ways I can't even appreciate. Absolutely. But you ignore. Was it something you always wanted? no was she an accident or like a plan um you can also say none of my business no i'm just it, it wasn't i won't a, take that as an answer though i'll keep asking i know you That's would fine. um it wasn't necessarily unplanned it was like hey we've been married now that's if we're having kids now the time oh, type of situation yeah, yeah and it was one of those if it happens it happens that would happen immediately and you're and, and you would <laughs> it, i'm sure given the opportunity to say i could not have this is that something that you have you ever thought about that? Um, yes, but it's, it, it's it, took a, a, it took a kid for me to consider growing up. Oh, okay. So that was a very worthwhile experience. Absolutely. Then. That's awesome. Absolutely. Because there was no reason to further past where I was because I could take care of me. Yeah. Now I have to take care of somebody else. There needs to be longevity in my decisions. And I'll make it through. I'll sleep in the street. Tomorrow will come. But I can't ask. I can't ask somebody else to do that. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I, I'm okay with torturing myself. I can't do that to somebody else. So to to put yourself in that uh, 
it, it makes you less selfish. I mean, it's got to if you're doing it right. Yeah, see, it's the only it, thing that yeah. would make me less selfish. Interesting. Good self analysis. Mm. See, mm. therapy. Go start on your chart. Therapy helps. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy's awesome. I have a therapist. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah. Therapy's fantastic. It might quit. Really? Yeah. Are you? Are you? Is there yeah. A, I got, a, I got a Dear John text. Really? Are you serious? Yeah, like fucking two weeks ago. He quit you as a therapist? Yeah, she was like, nope. Really? Just, just in general, she quit. Oh, being a therapist? Yes. But that was just you. Uh, no, it took some, took some time for personal development, is how it was put. Think about how fucked up it would be to be a therapist. I thought about it. day long. I can do Hearing it. people shit. Well, okay, now, back that up a whole step, because now you're looking at repeated patterns. Now, if you talk to the same style of people and you have an expertise or a lane that you are in in therapy, That's right? That's true. And you talk to the same style of person, that is what allowing you to stay detached from the situation. Right. So if you're talking to the same demographic of people and they're all having the same problems and they're all depressed because of the same reasons and you're just on repeat, you're not getting emotionally developed into that story because you've heard it a million times. Yeah. So what made it different for my therapist quit a couple weeks, three weeks before she announced her retirement with me because I read through bullshit and she came in one day and she was off and I called her on it. I'm like, hey, so like, what the fuck's up? Like you're checked out like wow. like what's wrong yeah. are you having a bad day like she's like oh i don't want to get into it blah blah blah. personal life this that and the other and i'm like mm -hmm. you know about every single niche of my life and when i'm like i noticed you are different instead of talking through that and being like hey you know what i'm also a human being it was i'm not a good good reflection of an example right now Ooh. and she bounced on me Wow. Dude. And it was like, so you expected me to have this blind trust with you, but when it came down to maintaining a personal relationship with me, you yeah. weren't the boundary was too deep. Yeah. The boundary was too deep. That's weird. And um, so she she had stopped with me a few weeks before she decided not to take any clients at all. Wow, man. Because I called her on it. Good for you. Yeah. And then she sent me a text and, and basically was like, Hey, I'm I'm moving. I didn't even answer. I'm gonna call her like next week and be like, I don't accept breakup texts <laughs> when you're getting close. I kind of have to pee too. Should we go ahead and wrap up? We've been going for a little hey, while. This... I think this is a conversation we could probably pick up anytime. 100%. That's the beauty of keeping it uh, flowing. <laughs> Keep it fallopian. Fallopian. Nice. Wait. Nice and tubey? <laughs> it was like sweet meats and waffles? Well, so yes. Yeah. It's Filipino. Never mind. Oh, damn it. <laughs> can't. I can't. I can't. I want to laugh so hard right now. Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> do you well, want to take a minute and tell people where they can find you or you can find me you can find me uh if you would really want to based on this conversation i would probably ask yourself why <laughs> if you are so inclined to find me you can follow me on instagram it is uh the magic unicorn which is like a jew unicorn jew the magic unicorn hit me up follow me uh i'm always getting into crazy adventures and posting love random it. stuff so love it well you are now a staple on the show and this is definitely not the last <laughs> time that you're going to be on um so when you're free on thursdays you're ours oh i love it i would you know i i actually it's funny i have a standing appointment every thursday in columbus it's over at two that's fine just saying that's fine hmm. <laughs> hmm. i would gladly come back and pontificate on more of this you guys are amazing anytime thank you so much for the opportunity no it's it it really nice to again bring people in that are outside of the box <laughs> you know what i mean I'm, I'm so outside the box i'm more like in a circle rhombus well, shape. and that's what makes conversation worth it so yeah, we, we appreciate having you on thanks, thank brother. you so much you, yeah dude thanks guy yeah. Well, thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. Yeah, we'll 
We'll be here, same time, same place. Hasta luego. Thanks for watching. Talk to you soon. Bye.